Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man, a Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Pirates going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And momentarily, we'll be on Facebook Live and YouTube, where you can chime in on today's program and ride along with us here on a Tuesday. Coming up on today's show, the Carolina Hurricanes getting set for round two action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They'll be taking on the New Jersey Devils. Canes have home ice advantage in that series. Game one coming up Wednesday night as New Jersey knocked off New York last night in game seven of that series to advance. We'll preview that with the PA announcer of the Carolina Hurricanes at PNC Arena, Wade Mentor. Things have really opened up in the East with Boston, the top seed, losing in the first round to the Florida Panthers. So where do the Canes sit with Boston out? We'll talk about that. And... The history with the Devils and how those two teams fared when they faced off this year against one another. Wade Minter joins us for all that coming up in about 30 minutes. Coming up in the second hour of today's show, Mike Mullis will join us. Mully will join us to talk baseball. He was on the ESPN Plus call for East Carolina and Tulane on Friday night before that one got washed out. Had to finish it on Saturday, which East Carolina came back to win. So we'll talk Pirate Baseball with Mully as they get ready for a sold-out Clark LeClaire Stadium Wednesday, 5 o'clock, against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mully will join us coming up in hour number two. Also in hour number two, former ECU tight end Bryce, or excuse me, Ryan Jones will join us in hour two. Bryce Williams in hour three. Ryan Jones signs a rookie free agent contract with the New York Giants and before he splits town for New York, we will talk to Ryan coming up hour two. Recap his brief career here at East Carolina, a couple seasons here with the Pirates, how the offseason has gone for him. Also, I'll ask him about his decision not to play in the bowl game for East Carolina, why he made that decision. Uh, we'll talk about that and uh, his future with professional football and the New York Giants. So Ryan Jones will join us coming up. Hour two, Bryce Williams, another former ECU tight end, joins us in hour number three. We're going to play a special Bryce Williams edition of Name That Sound. Uh, Shirley Rhodes has cooked up a, a little game just for Bryce. So we'll do that. We'll talk about all the pirates that have free agent uh, contracts now with NFL teams and get Bryce's thoughts on all of that. Charlie Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt is here. And to my left, Jonathan Ellerby is here. Hello, Jonathan. Good afternoon, Clipper. How are you? I'm doing great. Beautiful weather day. A lot of sports going on tonight, both uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball. We got to wait one more day for Pirate Baseball. But uh, a lot going on. Yeah, excited about uh, the Canes, especially now that Boston has uh, exited left. Can the uh, Canes 
make a magical run and hoist a Stanley Cup for the first time since 2006. Got to get through New Jersey, and after that, it would be either Toronto or Florida. And we'll talk to Wade about this, but the the star power is there because Edmonton has Connor McDavid, and uh, he is the biggest, maybe brightest star in the NHL. But as far as the teams go, and I believe I heard Wade say this when we talked to him earlier today, the most recent Stanley Cup champion left in this year's playoffs are the Carolina Hurricanes. That's shocking. Yeah. I mean, no Penguins, no Bruins, no Capitals, no Avalanche, like all the teams that have won. The Lightning. Uh, Lightning, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tampa's our, actually been one of the hot teams of late. Lost to uh, Toronto, unfortunately, for Dominique Davis, who uh, was really rooting on his Lightning when we talked to him last week. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll talk some Canes hockey later on this hour. Ellerby, uh, good news. Chandler's busy right now. He didn't do homework anyway, but it's spring break week. No homework this week. I thought it was graduation weekend. I, <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought we'd already done our final exam last week. And, so is uh, that what it is? We graduated? Well, the professor, Brock, did not uh, pass out any, any i didn't i was checking my online syllabus i didn't yeah. i didn't see any assignments and so i kept hitting refresh and i don't even have to come up with a weak excuse like chandler well fun you know interesting funny story about that i, I was going to come up with uh some type of trivia something we could do with for each team and i uh wikipedia ann arbor and started to read and realized you know what i don't want to do this you know what we could so do? i didn't do it you know what our homework could be for next week though what is to rank the schools that we would want to go to fine uh, we need something and so i'm in how about that like we rank we're going back to college yeah we're going back to college we're rodney dangerfield yeah we're back going to back school. we're going back to school and uh y- you know you can whatever reason you want to go you will just rank them from first to 12th all right, right there is that fair enough yeah that's it we'll look at enough. it as a pure college perspective are we going to do it as 18 year old clip rock and 18 year old lrb or just like 40 ish something Brock I say we go in our current lives. We want to get another degree. Where where do we want to go back to school and experience school second go around? Because, you know, we have different mindsets now as far as, you know, partying and stuff goes. That's true. Yeah. So it's like in our lives, our current lives, where will we want to attend college? I may have to think about like who has like a really great student rec center, you know, like uh, all sorts of, uh, you know, weather's going to be a factor for me too. Do your research. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of things to weigh. So uh, excited about uh, Wednesday night, though. UNC, East Carolina, sold-out game. Yeah, Pirates and Tar Heels. How about East Carolina going for the season sweep over North Carolina? They won two earlier this year. Didn't know if they'd be able to get a third in. Rescheduled it for this week in May. Uh, made the third. And the Pirates with a chance to knock off the Tar Heels three times in one year. That would be awesome. Man. A sweep. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, they could put a broom up on Wednesday evening. For, for North Carolina. That's right. And, kind of uh, a weird series how it's all played out, but uh, kind of a weird time, early start time, 5 o'clock. So yeah. I'm sure Pirate Nation will uh, make their plans accordingly to get out there. It's, it, it, the crazy thing is is, is uh, the, the earlier start time, plus there's so much other baseball going on in Pitt County right now between high school, middle school, little league, all sorts of stuff. So it, the game is sold out. So uh, I, I expect it, an electric, rowdy crowd out there. But I just wonder if there is going to be not a capacity feeling because of so much other stuff going on. Hopefully people with tickets will will give theirs uh, for people to use. I think it's going to be a lot of fun out there at Clark LeClaire Stadium coming up 
on Wednesday. We'll talk to Mully uh, about that more coming up later on in today's show. And talking a little baseball here on our Flight by Yingling ECU report. I wanted to get to this, too, because Eric yesterday on YouTube asked about the upgrades to Minji's Coliseum. And I saw an article from Patrick Mason, who will join us Wednesday on the show, regarding these upgrades to Minji's. And Ellery, we haven't really talked about them on the show, so just we'll throw some of them out right now. Absolutely. Um, So East Carolina will have improved lighting in Minji's with LED lighting, according to John Gilbert. So LED lights will be installed in the arena in september that is the plan he says uh, i will have color capabilities we'll be able to flip it on and off pretty quickly uh so that will be a major upgrade if you recall there have been times uh the bam at a bio game specifically where the lights turned off and wouldn't turn back on and then last year about midway through the season they never turned the lights off again. They left the lights on for introductions, for everything. They, I guess they were afraid to cut the lights off. They sent a tweet out and said they were not, no longer going to yeah. be able to do it because, I mean, uh, I mean, which is good reason. I mean, don't shut it off if you don't think you can get it back on. So, uh, Minji's is, is a cool place for college basketball, and it's got a potential to be of a so much better environment, so I'm glad that they are, are investing to to do some better things. Another uh, big change you will see: uh, East Carolina will be putting in chair back seating. He says uh, John Gilbert said the other thing we're doing is on the bleachers behind the team benches on that side. We're removing them and we will put chair back seating in there. They also anticipate those to go in in September. I remember, and I need to find it. I have an old program in my office, and I'll see if I can grab it, and we can get a picture out on the Pirate Radio social media. The original shared visions of the remodel of Minji's was not how it exists is with the lower bowl and upper bowl. It was kind of one where it was this one where it went all the way down with chairback seats, which I thought looked really cool, but I guess they, they ended up going with a different design of, of what it is now but uh, I, I thought that would have been you know what i'm talking about where it would just you know there would have been no upper and lower level it was just kind of yeah. a, a grade all the way down um with all chair back seats so uh i'll have to find that shared visions old uh program and then and, and and share that interesting I, I i and i what that seems kind of what they're doing now that they're trying to put you know chair back seats where, where i mean i'll Many moons ago, I remember sitting in the studio saying, there's no one that ever sat on media row. We should do courtside seats. I mean, it was just, yeah. well, that's what NBA teams and then eventually Terry Holland, rest his soul, ended up. Now we have two rows. Two rows. Of courtside of, and, uh, and the, some and on the, the baseline. And the end zones, yeah. yeah, or baseline. So. Um, all right. Uh, we are up on Facebook and YouTube now, I see. so You can see our pretty faces. Chandler Honeycutt, good job getting us up. We appreciate that. How you doing, Chandler? Doing good over there? Doing a lot better than I was about five minutes ago. All right, way to go. Did you catch our homework while you were working in yes, there? Yes, uh, we have to decide, I guess, least to greatest. Or Why do you always start worst <laughs> to first? Or best to worst of what where you, we want to go. 91 Braves? Yeah. I mean, I guess we have to rank where we want to go to school. Yes, in the yes. correct. Schedule. Yeah, that, that'll, correct. next Tuesday, can you handle that? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be but, tough. Uh, but I'll do, do it. Do we give you enough notice? Man, you should have told me last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John Moody says, sounding really crispy on the FM side. Crispy. Two thumbs up emoji, so I guess that means good. Yeah. How do you like your chicken? 
Crispy. How do you like your radio? Crispy. All right then. I had some good fried chicken at Parker's the other day. It oh was yeah. Ni- it was nice and crispy. It was it, it was real good when you had a, the chicken bag with the wing and the breast. It was delicious. Sounds My great. daughter went on a. She's uh, takes dance. She's on in a dance class at Ag Cox, and they went <clears throat> over to ECU. I guess to see some type of dance performance, but the highlight of the trip was they went to Parker's for lunch, and they got a full tour of Parker's, and she talked about that way more than she did the dancing and stuff. Hey, look, found it very interesting. It's, it's a cool experience, absolutely. And after laying her eyes on the whole hog, she decided to eat chicken for lunch. <laughs> Wasn't ready to go immediately back to barbecue she been to a pig picking after see the pig i don't know if she's been exposed to a full open pig okay but um yeah it was uh an eye-opening experience but she really enjoyed it and uh is a a parker's fan absolutely there you go good side note all right uh ellerby were you surprised that no pirates had their name called in the nfl draft on this uh saturday i was and uh i got to end on the very tail end of the last day of the draft and I once I got in, uh, I was out fishing, Pirate Radio Outdoors. I should come back in when Bryce is here. Um, but uh, when I came back in and I saw no pirates were picked, I had a sinking feeling. I was hoping that at some point when I got back in off the boat and I was able to check my Twitter and stuff, I was like, oh, man, I, I'm not seeing any updates that anybody was drafted. But you know what? I really kind of love where Keaton Mitchell landed, and I and I kind of like where uh, Holt Naylor's landed. I, I think there's there's a ton of potential. I think uh, you know Holton's going into a great spot. Where I mean that reminds me of when the Seahawks had just signed Matt Flynn, and then a guy <laughs> named Russell Wilson was yeah. drafted. Yep. I mean, and went in and won the starting job, and ended up becoming the icon of seattle for for many many years and won a super bowl there went to another super bowl but uh uh not saying that's the path but i think there's a potential i think i heard you guys talking about it yesterday i think or bailey was on the i think during the preseason or during camps he has the potential to get a lot of reps during during some of the games too and i think same thing with keaton mitchell it's kind of cool that he's kind of a legacy player in baltimore that his dad played there yeah that is neat and uh i did marcus crandall and i speak ailers to the seahawks in existence i heard well, you need to get that audio clip i heard that uh when you, you were kind of planting the seed for keaton mitchell holt nailers and uh, lo and behold two pirates end up on a seahawks roster i thought that i mean with cj johnson going out there i look forward to hearing so Ryan jones here coming up in a little bit a new yeah. football giant carrie joseph is the assistant quarterbacks coach with seattle and crandall marcus crandall and i had him on last week and asked him you know what do you know about whole nailers and he he kind of said i'm aware of him and we know about him what he did and he also said that he whole nailers was on a list of players to you know kind of scout look at just in case he becomes a seahawk at the end of the week and sure enough he did so uh, it's interesting hearing from bailey and we'll talk to morgan aylers later this week and uh hopefully hold aylers as well but bailey said that uh, according to the aylers this is seattle was way down on their list of potential teams to go to for holton Aylers. i heard that too that uh either morgan or holton himself had said that he'd had little to no contact with the seattle seahawks so and here you never know you look here it is. I mean, it's just it's <clears throat> look. Holton has got a huge heart. 
He loves the game of football. He knows the game of football. He's played it for a super long time. And, uh, man, if he can just get the right breaks and uh, perform out in Seattle, it'll be great for him to get a roster spot. If there's something bigger and better in the the future out there, that, that would be even cooler as well. Noah Henderson going to get an opportunity with the Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills. He will join us in studio coming up on Thursday. So the big fella will be in here talking about heading up to western New York. And uh, as I said to Bailey yesterday, I think he's got a shot. As long as, as long as he was healthy enough to play with the back and the injury issues he had here at ECU, he was very solid. So I think he's got a chance to make it. Should we get like a table? See if he wants to do like a Bills Mafia? Uh, it's not like, a bad idea. Just see, see if we can let's let's set that up for uh, what'd you say Thursday? Or maybe we could have Chandler jump through one uh, just to get Noah prepared for what he might see up there. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. always always much. Let's not get Noah hurt. Let's yeah. Chandler Chandler you 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 can jump to a table, and right? Get mustard and ketchup for me, and I can I, don't they do that too. They, they squirt it on. Hey, whatever you, you name it, you name it. We'll, we'll we'll make that happen. How do you feel about mustard, Chandler? I love mustard. Yeah, I love mustard. Love it. I do. All right. What if all they have is mayonnaise at the store? Is that going to work? I like mayonnaise too. Oh, okay. We need. We, hey, we got a, Duke mayonnaise uh, right in there oh from man. the Duke mayonnaise want, I, tailgate kickoff classic from two two and a half years ago. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Who but, do you pick in the stadium races between ketchup, mustard, and relish? <laughs> uh, probably got to go ketchup. That's the king of the. Because you know why? If they're behind, they'll always catch up. There you go. Gosh, you guys are on fire. <laughs> all right, so you might find this disgusting. But when I would make... That's a when, great way to start a story, isn't it? When I make sandwiches, I lick the mayo off the knife. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. And I like mayonnaise, but I need something to go with my mayonnaise. Like mayonnaise straight, that's tough. I'll lick a peanut butter off the knife, of course. I'm just being honest. I appreciate your I'm honesty. A straightforward That's guy. what we do on this show. We are open and honest mm-hmm. about our mayonnaise intake. And not all the time you have to volunteer information. <laughs> when we ask questions, we really appreciate your honesty, but sometimes you just don't, you know, we're, we're not, you know, it's like, like when the teacher doesn't call on you when your hand's up. Just kind of some things you got to keep to yourself sometimes. But thanks for sharing. No problem. Jack Dover says, how we doing, fellas? We're doing good, Jack. My good, close, personal friend, Jack Dover. Good seeing you this weekend, Jack. Yeah, Jack, a staple at ECU baseball games, has uh, talked to both Chandler and I there. How about the craziness with Isaiah Winston in the NFL? All right, so... Let's talk that. The craziness being his viral video? His viral tweet, but did you expect him to get signed? I did. 1.6 million views on that video. I think he is a fantastic uh, wide receiver, and he has a tremendous work ethic that is second to none. I just wonder, like, was it like a representation issue, or I mean, usually, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I mean, think it's a speed issue. He was too slow and was forty. That, that and was the, the big team issue. shot away. Hmm. That would be my guess. It's not a character issue. No, super it's, nice. What was guy. the forty time officially, or at the at pro day? Don't remember. Too slow too slow for teams i guess i guess when you get like black marked like that it's like it's hard to get off that list maybe so i just feel like if you look at the tape and what he does uh he's too good to not be on a team it is a shame sometimes when you get hung up on a 40 time when you don't go watch his production in actual football games yeah and and we'll get to some of that too when we talk to uh warren saba tomorrow who has, has found a spot in the usfl and making plays and 
who knows maybe that's the route that an isaiah winstead takes but you know how much are teams focusing on those numbers the pro days the drills you got to think they're looking at game film too but i feel like if you were doing that you would feel great about adding isaiah winstead to your roster you know one of the craziest things that i saw maybe uh, is the first thing i saw when i got in saturday from fishing and i turned on the nfl draft and within five to ten minutes the punter from winget got drafted and i was like wow like my dad went to winget for a year before he came to east carolina was he fired up i, I hadn't talked to him about it i doubt he, <laughs> but I, I was just like so i know what the the little bit about some history or, or where winget is and what it is but i was like the punter from winget got drafted and there's still no east carolina guys off the board i was like could that team not have signed him as a free agent? I don't even remember what team it was, but it was like, it might have been like the Rams. It was like Los Angeles. I mean, it was like Big City or something, I think, too. But it was just, it was a cool, I'm, I'm happy for that kid, but I was also kind of just like, you just don't, one, you don't see a lot of kickers get drafted, much less the punter from Winget. Yeah, if you're good, they'll find you, I guess. That's, I mean, that is. I a, saw um, Owen Daffer has a spot out of the portal. Did you see that, Chandler? North Carolina AT. Is that what it is? That's where he got a full scholarship. He got an offer there. It never said that. He said, I'm happy to receive an offer, but a full scholarship offer. I don't know if he ever said, I accept. So um, maybe he's he's waiting for some other options, but but he he at least has an option right now to go to North Carolina A&T and you know what they do there. Oh, okay. So he's doing the thank you. Oh, okay. He's putting out everything. Blessed to receive offer. Had a great visit to Old Dominion excited and thankful uh to receive that's what i saw receive an offer to tennessee martin that was the school i saw okay so he's doing the offer thing yeah i'm gonna do that next week when we rank the schools blessed to consider utsa as my fifth school you know something like that i'll never forget when scotty montgomery was in here and he had like three phones on the table (laughs) and and, and i was like i was like i bet you it feels really good when you sign somebody does it really frustrate you the next day on twitter when they say blessed to receive an offer from old dominion it's like ah you know yep but hey everybody wants their uh that's the rule of the world you live in in college sport now you got the portal you got your current players you know that are like oh appreciate east carolina going you know taking my talents in the portal Chandler, what do the kids say? Everybody wants their flowers these give days. Give them right? their flowers. Do we give you enough flowers around here? No. Really? Nah, I'm just kidding. I get all the flowers. What if we got some knives with mayonnaise on it? <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. Give that man his mayonnaise. Put some mayonnaise on. <laughs> you need to start putting some mayonnaise on it. That needs to be your quote. Put some mayonnaise on it. <clears throat> put some ranch on it. All right, Ellerby. Anything else going on? Nah, all good, man. I uh, look forward to a uh, big show coming up and uh, lots of cool things going on at Pirate Radio. All right. And uh, coming up again later on in today's show, looking forward to checking in with Ryan Jones. I've not talked to him in a while, so we'll talk about him getting that deal with the New York Giants. And later on this week, Noah Henderson joins us on Thursday. We'll talk to a pirate that's been through the process now in the USFL, Warren Saba, coming up on Wednesday. Also on Wednesday, Kim McNeil going to join us in the Pirate Radio studio. So we'll talk about some summer basketball camps and some recent additions to the women's team, which people are excited about. People excited about men's and women's basketball. And welcome to that world, folks. I'm glad to have you here. 
and they uh what was the was it twins or sisters twins twins from florida is that right that's good stuff look forward to hearing that interview girl that was uh fighting on the court in the sec tournament i I want i want some deets about that we're gonna we're gonna talk to coach mcneil about that all right got some fighters on the squad got a little uh need that all right ellerby enjoyed it all right see you next time see you next week take a break when we return we'll talk some hurricanes playoff hockey canes and devils david putty big devils fan anybody get that reference I, i'm lost Dang. seinfeld thank you shirley elaine's boyfriend david oh, putty that's right devils buddy we're the devils yes that was that reference take a break come back talk to wade mentor when we return after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Carolina. Whoops, that's not the right sheet. So let me just uh, flip that over here. All right, Brownwood is your home of the best selection of GMC Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brownwood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hi, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. You can find us on the Radio Waves, the website. Or on Facebook Live and YouTube, Pike checking in. Signed in from North Myrtle Beach. He's been out listing a boat slip in Little River, South Carolina. All right, there is Pike's day in review. Thank you for that, Chad Pike, and thanks for tuning in. John Monroe says Clipper the wood chipper. I don't know what that means, but thank you, John. John Monroe, appreciate you tuned in today. What uh, what are y'all doing on this lovely Tuesday? It's a beautiful day. We should be outside. We should be doing the show outside today. A little windy, I wish though. we could. Might affect the mics with the wind. Yeah, yeah good point. A lot of wind going on out there. We're going to need some serious windscreenage going on if we are to be outside today. All right, uh, Carolina Hurricanes back in action wednesday night round two of the stanley cup playoffs they'll take on the new jersey devils david putty's favorite team and wade mentor will be on the mic coming up wednesday night at pnc arena as the pa announcer for the carolina hurricanes and he joins us to talk some hockey now right here on pirate radio live wade welcome back to the show how you doing today i'm doing great round two's upcoming and i'm looking forward to some more games at pnc arena that's right, and uh, it'll be the Canes and the Devils going at it coming up on Wednesday night in uh, Carolina, getting by the Islanders in a tremendous series, Wade. And we talked to you after, I think, game one or two of that series. The first game was a low-scoring game, more goals in game two. But every game was tight. Every game had drama, and the Canes were able to close it out on the road after not being able to do so at home. But, man, a, a fun back-and-forth series there with the Islanders. It really was. You know, the Islanders, they kind of have their style. It's a very tight, 
tight game, close checking. They really rely on Ilya Sorokin to keep them in games. They they hit uh, sometimes clean, sometimes not. So so yeah, it was uh, certainly a tough series, and you know you would have liked to seen the Canes close it out at home, but then. They went up to Long Island and took care of business and got a couple extra days of rest compared to their opponents. I think yeah. that's going to be good. Yeah, because the Devils and Rangers went to Game 7 with New Jersey able to win it last night and advanced to Round 2. I saw Luke DeCock uh, had an article in the News and Observer about the history with the Hurricanes and Devils and the matchups, the moments, and, and Wade, when you think Devils and Hurricanes playoffs, uh, what, are, what are a few of your memories that come to mind? Oh man, like it seemed like every playoff road in the early days went through New Jersey. And, you know, one of the things I was talking to my family about, uh, kind of thinking back on the older rivalries with the Devils, is there are always those goalies who they kind of have your number. They yeah. may not have anybody else's, but they, they play great against you. And there are world class Hall of Fame goalies where you've got their number. And for the Canes, that was always Martin Brodeur one of the best goalies to ever play the position, but the Canes always seem to have a way to solve him. And, you know, you've got the new kid coming in now, Akira Schmid, not really tested, only a couple years pro. He and like Cam Ward in 06, just, you know, reliable, shutting him down. Got to see if they've got that magic to make him look ordinary as well. Speaking of goalies, we saw both uh, Ronta and Anderson there in round one for the Carolina Hurricanes. But as Rod Brindamore talked about the plan, Wade, for round two, do you think we'll continue to see both of these guys? I think so. That's kind of been his uh, M.O. to not overwork any one guy. He has faith in both of them. Freddie was injured for the most of round one, so you really didn't see that. You saw the team leaning on Auntie Ronta in a way that they really haven't throughout the season. And he played well. I don't think any of the losses were really his fault. Then you had Freddie come in, first game in the playoffs with the Canes ever because he was hurt all last year. And he played loud. I think a lot of people were skeptical of Freddie coming into that game. He kind of ended the season on a little bit of a downward trend, but he was as good as you could possibly ask him to be in game six and was one of the big reasons the Canes are moving on. How about health-wise, Wade? How are the Canes uh, shaping up for round two of this playoff series beginning on Wednesday night? Looks like we have Jack Drury back. He's been practicing in the no-contact jersey, which is great to see. Uh, he does add some speed and some size to that line. We're a little worried because uh, Brady Shea had a maintenance day and Jalen Chatfield apparently tweaked something at practice uh, day before yesterday. They're both on the ice practicing fully today, so that's a great sign. I don't think we should see anything really change on the lineup side. Injured guys are out. Pretty much everyone from the last series is in. Even with some of the new guys like Mackenzie McEachern, you've got a lot of different pieces to move around if you want to get better matchups. Wade Mentor joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Wade looks like these teams split during the regular season. How uh, how even are these teams, uh, Carolina, New Jersey? And I don't know, what stands out about these Devils to you? Devils, they're really quick. They, they attack. They've got a very, very good and very structured offense. A lot of stars up front for the Devils. They'll pressure you on the offensive end. For the Canes, it's really the opposite. They've got... Uh, one of the best defenses in the NHL. They don't allow much. They don't allow much that's high quality. 
So it's really going to be a test of, you know, which one gets their game first is the hockey cliches go. Can, can the Devils dictate the pace up front? Can the Canes frustrate them from behind and take advantage of mistakes? It's really going to be interesting to see, I think, two contrasting styles out there. Wade Mintzer joining us. Wade, I'm going to assume you were not following the AAC Women's Basketball Tournament uh, this past season, but I'll tie it into hockey. Uh, USF, uh, South Florida, was the overwhelming favorite. They're top 25. They lost one game during the regular season. They were going to steamroll their way through the tournament. Well, they were upset in round one by the eight seed as a one seed, and when that happened, everybody else who was still alive kind of had a, a breath of fresh air it opened things wide up wide open and east carolina took advantage of that and won the conference tournament and, and went to the ncaa tournament similar here maybe not to the same degree but big bad boston losing in round one of the playoffs and i don't know if these eastern conference team have time to even think about it and catch their breath because uh you talked about it way last time we had you on the show it is so competitive on the eastern side but man it really does kind of open things up and and gives every team a, a hope now that hey we're the favorite in this thing i think the canes can feel that way the devils probably feel that way and uh toronto in Florida, maybe even as well. How how much uh, was that a surprise for you? Not that I remember we had you on early, and hey, not a surprise that they lost the game, but how about losing the series the way they did? Very surprising. I mean, I think Boston had been a legendary team all year, and to see them lose to the seed is certainly nothing, nothing less than a, a shocking upset for the ages, given the season Boston had. And yeah, a lot of the traditional favorites have... Uh, either didn't make the playoffs or are now out. I think I saw Corey Lavalette of the Athletic and North State post. Of the eight teams remaining, the most recent Stanley Cup of, of all eight is the Canes in 06. Wow. So a lot of the traditional powers for the last 15, 20 years are not there. So it's got to invigorate people. You know, you're going to see someone win the Cup either for the very first time or the first time in 20 years. Um, and then looking back at the Canes run in 06, very similar vibe. Uh, the Canes were the second-best team in the East and potentially second-best team in the league. They came in, won their first round. The number one team East got knocked out, which gave Canes home ice advantage throughout the playoffs, which they needed as they defeated the Edmonton Oilers at seven. Similar sort of thing here. Second-best team in the NHL. Best team gets bounced in the first round. Now it's Canes got home ice for as long as they're playing. So we've seen this story before, and it turned out pretty good. Looking at odds, Wade, the Maple Leafs right now, the favorite to win the East, and uh, New Jersey and Carolina pretty much uh, on the same number here as far as betting goes, and then the the Florida Panthers would be the long shot. So uh, I don't know. Do you agree with that, the Maple Leafs? Are they the best team remaining in the East, or or do you think it it is Carolina? I think the Maple Leafs are probably the most complete team, uh, both up front and behind. Their biggest weakness is their goaltending. They've tried three different guys over there. Neither, none of them have been kind of left out, and they all, you know, managed to get by with the strength of their offense. So, you know, Toronto's got, I think, stars in their eyes because they have a much easier path uh, through the playoffs now, facing the eight seed Florida Panthers instead of facing the one seed Boston Bruins. And, you know, I feel like the devils Kane series could very well be a toss-up. We'll see after the first couple games go around. But uh, I think both teams are really close. They played each other really close throughout the regular season. And, you know, there's no easy path to the Stanley Cup. But, you know, I think probably 
putting Toronto as the as the odds on favor to come out is probably smart. But hey, you know, Boston was the odds on favor to come out of the East until they lost. How about the uh, Kraken out west uh, advancing? They will take on the Stars in round two, Wade. And then you've got Edmonton with all that talent facing Las Vegas. Uh, again, you, you mentioned this earlier, but not uh, the number of traditional teams remaining, especially on that west side. Exactly. <clears throat> and I think moneypuck.com has the Oilers as kind of the overall favorite to win the tournament. And they're they're a very strong team. They haven't really been able to put it together in the Connor McDavid seasons up to this point, but it seems like they're figuring it out this year. Great to see Seattle make it in their second year. Uh, really fun team. I listened to their games on the West Coast here. Uh, John Forslund called the games. Nice to see them get some early success there in Seattle. And Vegas has been one of the best teams in the West, and Dallas has a ton of talent. Uh, Jason Robertson is, is an amazing player. They've got a really strong goalie in Jake Ottinger. So, yeah. I think the East is overall better than the West, but you're going to see a lot of fun hockey coming out of these uh, these conference semifinals. Going to be a lot of fun. Canes and Devils get underway coming up Wednesday night, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Coming up tonight, game one between the Panthers and Maple Leafs. Also, Kraken and Stars will get underway. 7 o'clock ESPN for the Panthers and Maple Leafs. Seattle and Dallas go at at 9.30 on ESPN. And, man, it is going to be rocking coming up Wednesday night at PNC Arena Wade. And uh, it never gets old, right? Playoff games in Raleigh, North Carolina. You'll be there on the stick. Yeah, it never gets old. And, you know, the weather's going to be beautiful for tailgating, you know, up upper 60s, low 70s, no rain. Uh, we've made the second round. I'm sure it's going to be packed houses, packed tailgating. And there really is nothing like bringing the Canes playoff experience to the world. So showing that on national TV just makes the rest of the, the stuff we do here look even better. Wade, great to catch up with you, man. We'll do it again uh, hopefully later on as the Canes continue to make a run in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. We appreciate it. Have a blast tomorrow night. I know you will, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right, thanks, Cliff. Thank you, Wade Mentor, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to our resident Caniac, uh, Brooks Hill, coming up on Wednesday to preview game one between the Devils and Canes and also look back at tonight's game. So your four teams remaining in the Eastern Conference, and I mentioned the odds a moment ago. Right now, the Maple Leafs are the favorite. That might have to do with them playing the eight seed in this round. And if you think they're going to get by this round and just four more wins to win the Eastern Conference in the uh, the next round. But Canes and Devils should be a war, just like Canes Islanders was. Canes, uh, Canes were able to close it out in six, but every game, uh, very competitive, very close, and expecting similar results when Carolina takes on New Jersey. The team split with each other 2-2 in the regular season, and they split with each other on home ice. Canes won one, and Raleigh won in New Jersey. Devils won, did the same. One in Raleigh, one in New Jersey. So pretty even between these two teams. All right, we'll take a break. Come back when we return. Saw a tweet today from Field Yates regarding expansion of the college football playoffs and what the schedule might look like. And, man, football fans are going to enjoy this. We'll uh, talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live will wrap up our number one when we return. And we'll also pass along a uh, birthday from jerry on facebook any birthdays any shout outs folks you can get those in as well more to go pirate radio live on a tuesday after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a... Oh, yeah. Shirley's got my headphones cranking now. Now I feel good. Okay, so it's the right volume level then? Yeah, I'm good. I, okay. I can hear. I'm loud and clear now. Okay, good. I think due to being in radio for all these years, I'm, well, and amongst other things, blasting music while in my car or riding the lawnmower as a kid, I think I'm going deep. Oh, I can tell you that in my left ear, I there is significant hearing loss. Uh, a lot of it is attributed to having to wear headphones. And uh, in radio, a lot of times I'll have my headphones on. I'll slide the right one off just like that. Yeah. And then leave the left one on. So that can contribute. And, of course, the many concerts that I attend and rock out, you know, like I just went to a concert Saturday night and I couldn't hear a thing out of my left ear for about 24 hours when i watch something by myself my wife always comments on how loud it is oh yeah and and then so we have our um friday night yellow jackets date the show on showtime that we both enjoy and we watch that together and she has the volume at where she likes it and i'm i'm like leaning in (laughs) and i'm at the very tip of the chair leaned into the tv Ah! And I'm like, I can't hear it. What did they say? What'd she just say? You, know you rewind. Do you know how you fix that? Closed captioning? Oh, yeah. I, I, I watch shows with closed captioning. Yeah, and I, I have the volume up. Now, I, I grew up with closed captioning because, you know, m- most people know that my mother is deaf. Yeah. So she, that's what she has on her TV. My mother had multiple TVs on our entertainment center. So she had three different... I learned to multitask. She would have three different television shows on, on three different TVs. And what? It's yeah. like the original sports bar over there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was the original sports bar at my house. But uh, she would watch three different shows, and they would all have closed captioning because, you know, of course, only one TV would have the volume on it. It's whatever one I was watching. But I could keep up with the other two shows yeah. because of the closed captioning. Well, it's and, like reading a book at that point. You're, yeah, you're reading. Yeah. And if any of my friends are listening, I apologize for saying this because you probably never knew. But if I'm on the phone and I'm talking to somebody on the phone and I'm watching TV, I'll mute the volume and just follow the show on <laughs> by following the closed captioning so I don't ever have to miss anything while I'm talking to my friends on the Multitasking. phone. Multitasking. Yeah, of That's course. All it is. Yeah. Jerry would like to wish his mother, Deborah Orr, a very happy birthday. Well, happy birthday. Uh, we've got a few minutes left in this segment. We'll get to the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck in a moment. DeBuck. But I do think we have time to sing happy birthday to Miss Deborah, if you'd like. Yes, I sure, love why singing not? happy birthday. All right. And when we enter the name, we'll say Miss Deborah. Fair? Okay, so Miss okay. Deborah. Yep. Deborah. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> a one. <clears throat> a two. <clears throat> a three. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Miss Deborah. Happy birthday to Was well good. done, sir. <laughs> that was so good. I hope Jerry's still tuned in and to hear that, but uh, pass that along to Miss That Deborah. harmony at the end was great. I know. It was it great. Was well done. So y'all went low. I had to go a little higher because I can't go that job. low. I go monotone and yeah. it's, it's not pretty. Chandler uh, and I, Chandler specifically, I think, tried to be deep voice, voice to men guy there. That was pretty Oh, yeah, good. yeah. He, 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 the yeah. guy that always, hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what the, you know what I want. Let me talk to you. <laughs> So happy birthday, Deborah Orr. John says, or you can choose not to wish her a happy birthday. However, I'll say happy birthday. <laughs> Good save, John. You know, of course. Good save there. All right, let's see what's going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Chandler, NBA Conference Semis. Uh, tonight, Heat, Knicks, Game 2. New York needs it against Miami as Miami has a one nothing series lead. One of the biggest stories uh, for the NBA playoffs this year has been Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. Playoff Jimmy. Man. I was going to say, if they want to have success, they got to hope that this guy stays hot because he has been unbelievable when it comes to his performance in the playoff this year. He's already got a 56-pointer, so he's already put up a 50-burger. And I want to say the very next game – to that 56 is not much, but he put up 42. So he's playing really good basketball right now. He's been a fantastic player ever since he entered the league from Marquette. But, uh, yeah, he's been fun to watch. Hopefully we can see him uh, perform like that again tonight. He told uh, an opposing player, I own you, on the court mm. in the previous series. Nice. And he wasn't wrong. Uh, when you're putting up 50 spots, uh, I guess you can say things like that. So uh, Butler and the Heat – Taking on the Knicks tonight at Madison Square Garden, 730 TNT. After that, you mentioned it yesterday, Chandler. We've seen it in championship series before. Now we get it in the Western Conference semis. LeBron versus Steph. Lakers at the Warriors. Can't wait for that one. Uh, Steph still hasn't lost his touch when it comes to his awesome <laughs> yeah, shooting. He had 50 the other day. Um, he's just unbelievable. Uh, a very uh, uh, commanding win against uh the kings in game seven you kind of were worried about the warriors can they get through this series the sacramento kings is a franchise is a team that hasn't been to the league or hasn't been to the playoffs since 2006 and they were just happy to get one playoff game in and they had a chance to close out a series at home in game seven and what does the warriors do what does steph curry the warriors do he puts up 50 and they win by 20 so uh they're hot right now lebron's still not losing any uh he's putting up 30 mid 30s uh, almost every single game so this is going to be a very fun series we've seen it before in the past that we've mentioned so uh looking forward to that starting tonight game one tonight late night as someone asked on youtube oh jamie did they clear butler to play so jimmy butler ankle injury um does have some uncertainty heading into tonight's game mm. gotta think he goes 
Uh, he remained in the game after injuring the ankle in game one. His status unclear. Um, and I have not seen an official decision, but yeah, I'm going to assume Jimmy Butler will be out there tonight. Uh, Jerry, by the way, did hear our rousing rendition of Happy Birthday. So, uh, Jerry, we're glad to pass that along. We should be charging for this, actually. Cameos. Yeah. If you would like for us, we could do a live singing telegram. Do they still have those? I don't know, but if they don't, we can bring it back. Yeah, we can go to a home, a business, uh, whatever, and do our trio happy birthday for the low, low cost of $99.99. You may be asking, well, why does it cost that much for this service? Well, there's three of us. I think I think $33 a piece for the singing we have to do during that song is, is a fair price. Fair market. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Ninety nine, ninety nine, Ta- no tax, no tax at all. No, hey, that's the good. Th- that's the great thing. You give us a hundo, we give you a penny right back. Yeah, simple as Boom. that. Hey, here's your change. Hey, if here's you want to tell us to keep the change, feel free. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, and to make you even feel better, we're gonna flip it back to you just like this. Say, hey, here, we're gonna here, do a, here you go, kid. A coin flip right back to you. All right, so uh, yeah. Jerry, happy birthday to uh, Miss Deborah. Uh, also tonight, Stanley Cup playoffs. Panthers at Maple Leafs game one of that series at seven o'clock ESPN. Kraken Stars nine thirty ESPN game one of that series. Braves in action tonight against the Marlins. Good news for Braves fans and the Braves themselves. Ronald Acuna Jr. will be in the lineup after getting hit by a pitch in game two of a doubleheader against those low-life Mets. Uh, how did Mackenzie Gore do last night? The answer, not great. Mm. As the – he didn't do terrible, though. Uh, well, so, yeah, four runs and four innings. Not great for Mackenzie Gore. Uh, Bailey's Cubbies knocking off your Nationals last night, Chandler. Nats 10 and 18 to start the year. At least we got double-digit wins. Could be worse. Yeah. Right now, the uh, and we'll talk a little MLB with Mully. The AL East, every team in the AL East is 500 or better. The team with the worst record in the AL East is the Yankees, who have lost four in a row at 15 and 15. Rays are 23 and six. Orioles are 19 and nine. Wow. Blue Jays have 18 wins. Red Sox 16 wins. Just by far, right now, the uh, winningest division in baseball so uh that al east and we got uh do we have o's tonight shirley Rhodes? let's see what the o's are doing yes seven o'clock all right on this they Tuesday. take on kansas city i believe all right so their schedule against bad teams continues so we'll see if they can continue to pile up the wins let's take a break when we return we'll talk some pirate baseball and more with the mully man mike mollis joins us on pirate radio live here on a tuesday a beautiful tuesday when we return after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Sales and Service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility, and they do it all. Brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's uh, head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. Coming up later on this hour, we'll talk to now former ECU tight end, Ryan Jones, who signed a rookie free agent deal with the New York Giants on Saturday evening. And we'll talk about his brief two-year career here at ECU. Also, uh, what the future holds for Ryan Jones. We'll catch up with him coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Joining us now inside the Pirate Radio Studios is Mike Mullis, the Mully Man, as heard on ESPN, Carl Ravish, Alex Rodriguez, Mike Mullis. The names you hear on uh, the Worldwide yeah, Leader of Sports. Yeah, we're all same uh, same level. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we get together meetings and kind of discuss. Look, Molly, you've done a lot of things in your life. A lot of things that I'm still surprised about that yeah. I hear sometimes. Well, that I want to hear more about. Well, And hopefully one day will. But one of those things to add to the business card, ESPN announcer. Yeah, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. And, um, you know, it's really fortunate. And, and it was kind of a... Um, you know, we had the Long Beach State game was the first one that had Tulane uh, this past weekend. And I, again, I enjoy doing it and I hope uh, maybe bring a little insight to, to folks that are watching. Uh, good stuff, Molly. We enjoy your time here and your insight here. I forgot to mention this last segment. I do this every day, seemingly, where I say, coming up next, I'm going to talk about this and I never do. I am terrible at that. I don't do it on purpose. Uh, but I saw this tweet today from Field Yates. So they're going to expand the college football playoff beginning in 24 and field yates said the semifinals of the 24 and 25 college football playoffs will be played on thursday and friday of nfl wildcard weekend which means you get now molly let me just say let me just read this okay i'll get your thoughts on it but can i do my prediction on what molly's gonna say it's too much football man it's too much thursday college football semifinal friday college football semifinal saturday three wild card games sunday three wild card games monday wild card game why would you think i'd say that's too much football i don't know you have I, seem have to be I, a I mean, contrarian have i always i can't be contrary to an opinion that i don't even know what the original <laughs> opinion is good point so i mean that I, is I, an awesome setup yeah no I, I i yeah i don't have a problem with that man i'm uh, i'm fired up for the uh college football playoff expansion i know some people don't like it uh i'm into it no i mean it's more games and more exposure for these kids and uh you know i i think it's a good thing i i would rather see more more meaningful games than more meaningless bowl games exactly so, i mean i ten four. just it, if for no other reason that's that would be a good one no doubt uh boy kids need a lot more exposure these days which is why we're opening up nil opportunities to high school so kids. funny i was going to bring that up i, I man i i mean amateurism is dying a very I, I can't even say a slow death it's a very fast death and and it you know other states already have this to where the high school kid could take an nil deal 
And I would have never imagined that that would ever be a discussion for the landscape of North Carolina athletics. But here we are. And I'm going to tell you, it is probably at least the opening of the coffin for the burial of high school athletics as we know it. I think the only sport that may have any level of immunity would be football, just because it is the most expensive and in numbers of ways sport to run. But well, if you're it, look, if you're if you're a a, a, a shoe deal basketball sponsored league or organization, why would the kid play high school basketball now if you say, hey, starting in January, you're going to endorse X Y Z shoe, we're going to pay you ten grand a month, but but we're going to start in you know. Uh, whenever well there is a way to avoid this and that would be adults with businesses not giving nil money to yeah well kids. that's yeah no that no that's that yeah that's not even being a contrarian that's just flat out stupid that's the second dumbest <laughs> thing you've that ever stupid? Said. yeah you j- just tell phil knight and these guys hey don't don't give these kids nikes man don't don't all do right that. well i'm talking about joe's carlot joe's carlot ain't gonna have nearly the impact that adidas nike if reebok wants to jump in the game under armor those are the those are the biggest um you know i, I don't know those so are the this is more are, national than local you think I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I mean, you're already seeing, especially in basketball, and I'll say baseball is going this way. There's plenty of uh, baseball centered Easton and or like the companies. There's baseball centered schools like Pro Five and different things where you're they they go, they work out in the morning, they have class, and they work out again. IMG, IMG Academy down in Florida, it would be the the grandfather right. model. Well, I'm it, thinking about our area schools around here and how it's an impacted. I think you don't have your best players playing at our area schools around here because sure, they, but because they end up going to Charlotte or Raleigh or Norfolk or wherever. Hundred percent. But they're still going to have games and a schedule like they always have. So how is it going to be impacted? I, you the death of baseball. Wayne County is a great example. Wayne County baseball historically has been unbelievably good. The high schools over there can't even field JV teams at this point because they have had one private school that has really picked the carcass of all the other players or all the other schools and taken the better players. Well, let's face it. It's watching bad baseball, watching bad basketball. Maybe you'll be able to do that, but, but what are we talking about? Reduced to uh, a club-type level? I mean, I, I don't know how... I mean, does every where every championship have an asterisk at that point saying, hey, the best players went and played in the NIL leagues and here's what we're left with so you have a bunch of kids that you know are truly i guess maybe it's reduced to being you know high school pe basketball all right newton's got questions he says teachers are underpaid and they're going to pay some 15 year old no no look we can't make it make sense and also he said what about child labor laws well and it they wouldn't be an employee of the company right they would just be an endorser of the product yeah but look i think you know can a teacher get in an NIL type situation? I guess if a teacher does something that's and they put it out on social media and they get a bunch of five. I mean, I guess that opportunity would exist. I don't. I don't know that it has happened. Maybe there's teachers knocking down bucks on OnlyFans. I don't. You know. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. But but as it relates to a straight up endorsement for a shoe deal, there's not a, a ton of other kids making a decision on what shoe to buy based off what their English teacher's wearing. <laughs> yeah and and you newton uh, are not going to base uh what you buy off of john smith for the local high school team but 
I could tell you, I could tell you the impact it has on my house full of young men. They watch these dudes play, and it, it could be football, it could be basketball. They'll watch them play uh, a seven on seven. Uh, Cam Newton's team has a, he's got a big time seven on seven league. They'll see a cleat that Cam's crowd's wearing, and they will look it up. Yeah, and they'll go, Dad, this is that cleat, blah blah blah. That's the impact. Well, didn't you have an example with that with the gloves? The gloves. Receiver gloves. They couldn't be just any gloves. They had to be the ones that... Specific. Yeah, and it was uh, like Travis Hunter's got a glove that he's endorsing. And I mean, look, the money only goes there because they know that it works. I mean, it's no different than the conversation about... And had this conversation at lunch. Bronny James is coming out. Question asked of a very prominent Division I... Uh, power five basketball coach. Hey, any chance you guys get Bronny James? I won't give the exact answer, but it was no because he's a Nike guy and this is an Adidas school. Yeah. All right. Again, I think Mully's best comment, which you made a, a several there, was we can't make it make sense. Can't make it make sense. Yeah. It's none of it's going to make sense. All right. Uh, moving on. Jamie has a slew of questions he's been saving for Mike Mullis, so we'll get to those in a moment. Okay. Uh, real quick, Johnny Stats, Johnny Robertson bringing some stats to the table and a compliment to Mike Mullis. First, the stat. The stats to consider. And ECU's last eight wins, the Pirates are 18 for 18 in stolen base attempts. And their last eight losses, they are one for two. Now, a lot of that is you've had a lot of opportunities and guys on base when they win. In their losses, they're getting three hits, four hits, two hits, no runs, not a lot of chances for stolen bases. But interesting stat there from Johnny Stats. Yeah, and I I mean, I think there's a trend there that when the Pirates get guys on early, get runs early, um, and when I say get runs, get leads early, uh, the situation allows and they go into a more aggressive style of offense. Uh, when it's not going the way that they need it to go, you have to be a little more conservative. You don't, you know, you don't want to run yourself into outs. But you, I, I mean, and I think the the biggest issue we're seeing right now is just there's lapses in ABs where it's like we're, we're you know, the, the the guys are are taking a pitch off and that ends up being a big pitch in the AB and it may turn the tide and next thing you know the ABs lost. So, yeah. All right, uh, Charlie, do we have a compliment to consider? Do we have that? I don't think we do. Uh, Johnny says there was a strong consensus in the jungle on Saturday that Mully is the favorite ESPN Plus personality by a mile. Man, that is very, that, very flattering. Yeah, thank you very much, Johnny. He's my favorite. I appreciate it. All right. Um, Johnny also says, uh, Johnny, do you do this research on your own? It's very impressive. The Pirates are 11-0 and when they score in the second inning. That's impressive. That is a baseball stat if I've ever heard one. That's impressive. Johnny, I want you to run something back for me. Maybe we can talk about it next week. Look at the look at the winning percentages of the of a couple different categories. The teams that we've beat and then the midweek teams and then the midweek teams that we've lost to. What I would love to know what the winning percentage breakdown is. And here's why I asked that. I did you know we we throw around like this RPI term. And can anybody really explain to me the RPI? And and I didn't even, like, I got it. Okay, it's based off strength of schedule, blah, blah. But I did a little digging. So it's it, of 100%, 25%, and I actually have it still pulled up on my phone, 25% of the credit for RPI of, of the 100 is based on um, the Division One winning percentage of that team. Okay. Okay. 
this is where it shocks me a little bit or maybe maybe i just didn't understand the greatest area the the greatest weighted area so 50 percent of your rpi is based on your opponent's division one winning percentage okay the next 25 percent is based on your opponent's opponent's division one winning percentage so i say all that to say cliff godwin's a genius right i mean he he's scheduling he's got this so what does he do look at other teams schedule well, he looks schedule? he looks historically over you know i mean you can obviously look at a team and go hey they're gonna probably play they're them. probably gonna do they're gonna win in their conference they're gonna do this and then maybe they play let's just use uh george washington I would love to see what George Washington's midweek games were. My money says that teams that need wins but already have RPI because of their conference strength of schedule are picking up the George Washingtons of the world. So we by default, whether they – we by default are getting a huge bump if they win a game against an RPI, a high RPI team. Yeah. Or even if they play – a series of tough games, right? Right. You're right. getting credit for that. Too, so, I, I mean, if, if if you think about it, 25% of it is based off your schedule. 75% of it is based off of your opponent's and your opponent's opponent's schedule. <laughs> Interesting. And, and, well, and what why I think that's so relevant is, is as we look at, and everybody still, you know, we're, we're obviously all hoping that the Pirates can pull out a hosting situation. But as you look at it, that that's why it starts to make sense. That's why... It, it, it's not the number on the left of the of the name. It's not the national ranking by Division One D1 Baseball or Baseball America. It's, that's got very little to nothing to do with it. It's the numbers on the right side. It's the RPI, which brings into account the strength of schedule. Well, I don't know if you heard any of the show yesterday, but I asked several people and said I was going to ask you as well, what should we be looking at? And I, away from on the field and, and everything, but what numbers should we be looking at? Polls or RPI or something else? You say all RPI. I think it's RPI. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I, I, you know, because quite frankly, at the end of the year, it's a kind of a race to 40, right? You want to, and I'm talking hosting, it's a race to 40. So you want to be up there north of 40, preferably. But then that RPI number is huge. And when you look at the RPI East Carolina has, and, and let, let's face facts of where it is, like as we stand here today. East Carolina's sitting effectively in third place, right? You got two teams tied for first. In the conference, yeah. In the, in the conference, yeah. I'm sorry, in the conference. Yeah. Those two teams play each other again, <clears throat> okay? They both hold the tiebreaker over East Carolina. I heard you say this the other day. It makes a lot of sense. One team is going to win. One of those teams is going to win two ball two, games. Yeah, and then one could win three. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so... so if if the season were to end and East Carolina if it's anybody other than East Carolina for this conference sitting in that three spot, anybody that has any sense at all is gonna say there's no way they're they're making a regional unless okay. they unless they win the conference tournament. All right. Well that has nothing But hold on, let me finish this thought. Oh, oh sorry. Let sorry. me finish this thought. Sorry. But if it's East Carolina that finishes in the three hole with the RPI you got to think they still get in, obviously not hosting. Okay, sure. No, that's a good point. And I think it's interesting. Well, I was going to say, what do we need to look at, focus on right now? Just because you win the regular season, 
doesn't mean well, you're going to host, but well, but that's very important right now it, for this ECU team. And, and I don't know that that's a possible. I mean, it's obviously a possibility. Somebody would have to gag on themselves, right? It would take somebody to implode. It's a possibility. It is a possibility. Is it probable? I don't think so, but it's okay. possible. But what we need to have happen is the teams that that ha- that bear the RPI that bear our strength and our RPI. We need them to keep winning. And then we need to take care of business. Yeah. Yeah, no, good points. And, and you know, so I, I just, it's, it's pretty interesting deal. And it's honestly, you know, people have asked me, and I probably should have taken a little bit of time to look into it before, but I, I thought I kind of had a grasp of it. Oh, strength the schedule and what? I didn't realize that seventy five percent of the credit for your RPI goes to other people. You're doing some work for them, which right now we need some schools to do some work for us. That's right. The schools we beat or played. That's to correct. Win ball games. That's correct. All right, uh, can you hang out one more second? Sure. All right, Jamie's got a lot of questions for you. Um, Eric says, I can't wait to see what big-time prominent teacher gets the Expo dry erase markers NIL deal. I would like, to nominate, I would like to nominate Suzanne Mullis, my okay. wife, to get the, uh, <laughs> the big-time NIL deal. What kind of uh, – well, I don't want this to sound bad. What kind of shoes is uh, Miss Suzanne wearing in school these days? She's got a variety. Okay. She's got a, She's kind of all over the We place. need her on one deal, one brand. Yeah, we got to – that's right. We got to settle on something. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Jamie, I promise I'll ask Molly all your ECU baseball questions. If you got more for the Molly man, you can get them in now on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We enjoy chatting away with you fine folks. More to go. Pirate Radio Live with Molly after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. All right, it's time for a Q&A with Mike Mullis. And the host of your show is Jamie on YouTube. He said, I got a lot of questions saved up for Mully. You ready, Mully? I'm ready. Question, does Mully hate shifts? I I think you should be... uh, Do I... Do I like them? No. Do I think you should be allowed to play your people where you want to play them? Yes. So it used to be there was a, a point in time where the only shift that we whatever that I was ever part of is you would bring five infielders, but you were allowed to do that, right? That that's so situation like late si- in the game, late in the game, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So, but but I um <clears throat> I am not a I'm not a huge fan of them, but I also understand, and you should be able to play your your. You don't want a coach to be told, "Hey, you have to play your players." Right. They, that's that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, Jamie says, can we get rid of it in college to match Major League Baseball? Do you think, Molly, we could see that in the future? You know, I mean, there is a precedent for it now. So yeah, maybe. no, and it, 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 there's a tendency to, to where you see um, where you see that the, the, the amateur levels follow the professional levels. But it, look, if you look back at this weekend, I, I, man, 
there were a lot of shifts run, and Tulane lined up in some incredibly wacky defensive, you know, positioning. Um, but I, I, um, I, I don't know that the shift on either side was overly successful. Now, the second base from from Tulane, who played short right field the whole weekend, yes. But if you watch him move around. He needed that extra amount of space to get the routine balls. He wasn't the rangiest guy in the world, so they bought him range by giving him distance. Big fan of him. I was a non-rangy second baseman towards yeah. the end of my playing career. So I don't know if you saw, and I, uh, on Friday night, they did a deal where the third baseman was like bag even or maybe a step deep. The shortstop was two steps in. It was like he was playing infield in. The third baseman was bag even or step deep. The second baseman was playing short right field. And I mean, I just, it was very, and I made a comment on the broadcast. I'm like, are they protecting against the catcher having the yips, getting the ball back to the pitcher, runner's on? And it was a really, really, this was not an effort to back up the throw back to the mound. This was some type of defensive alignment, which ironically, I can't remember who the hitter was for, for East Carolina, but it kind of hits a chopper and the little shortstop almost makes the play and it would have been the greatest like defensive alignment mm-hmm. in the history of the game and I even made it made the comment maybe off air I could see putting a guy there if Hoover's at the plate because, because he, of all his he loves that chopper and, yeah. yeah but but it was anyway kind of weird and you know but but I I would love to know the 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 stat line against the shift for both teams this weekend there were definitely some some successes but the shift was also beaten a number of times all right question two from Jamie seems like we stole more this weekend especially last game is that important to our success I think it's an effort to get something going you know, it's an especially effort. after a shutout. It's an effort to yeah. try to to try to get things going. I'm going to tell you when when we come back Saturday morning and start the you know the continuation of game <clears throat> one. Runners on second and third, no outs. New pitcher in the game for East Carolina. I just knew that that the the hitter from Tulane may see a pitch, and then the next pitch I'm I'm going is going to be a squeeze. It's, I mean, he that was where I felt like they let momentum get into the dugout with East Carolina. I, I, what that I am so brilliant to have seen that. Everybody saw the same thing I saw. But that was the opportunity where if they lay that down or do something to score that run, um, that might be the difference in in, in, real, in, in the weekend. Uh, they didn't, uh, you know, again, did his deal and, and got him out of there. All right. Uh, let's see. Is the pitching staff struggling or just coming back down to earth and facing better hitters? I think it's a combination, and I don't know if struggling is right. So, like Root. So, it looks like Root's going to start Friday night, and Root's outing for Game 3 this past weekend was was really, really good. Yep. And, and, and so, I, I think what you saw, uh, to use an NBA term there, was a little bit of load management there in the – you know, in the middle of his freshman campaign, or the the maybe the latter, the latter half of the first half of his freshman campaign. Uh, I, you know, obviously when you lose an arm like uh, you Savage, um, you've not quite gotten some other guys having give you the outings that you expect for them to give you. Um, I think some of it is, uh, and I, it's kind of weird to say, but a little a little maybe fatigue, maybe mentally as much as anything. Um, and, but but you know these scouting reports. Every game a pitcher goes out, the scouting report gets better. And and there are coaches, uh, staff members that are studying these things. They can watch ESPN Plus just like the rest of us. 
they could sit there and watch those things from different angles than you know they typically get to see them. So I think the information gets better as well. Josh Gross suffered his first two losses of the season these last two starts. He told us yesterday that he had his stuff against Wichita, and you saw it for four innings, and then in the fifth, kind of got away from him. He said he felt great that day, though. He said he didn't feel it in this start this past weekend against Tulane, which is I don't know, kind of fascinating to hear a pitcher like they know when they got it, they know when they oh, don't. Man. Sometimes you got to battle through it or whatever. He said physically he's fine. Uh, I don't know if it is a mental thing. I don't know. I think it it could be something he just kind of clicks back on and has a great performance this weekend. Well, it, think think about each of us in our um, in our daily lives, like our jobs, right or, right or whatever. Some days are just better than others. True. Yeah. And, and what you have to do is you still got to compete for your time that that you know that you have those expectations on you uh and that's the difference in i hey, look the difference in a big league guy uh even a, 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 a upper echelon big league guy is their bad days aren't very bad mm-hmm. they they manage those bad days and when they have their good stuff you're not going to beat them even hitters at this level they're only hitting mistakes made by pitchers. Yeah. If pitchers Gross brings that up a lot, every time I say so, you give up a home run here, what what happened? I made well, a, I I hung a, a fastball. I'm a breaking ball. Or I missed my ball. spot yep. or whatever. Those are the things that concern me when I'm watching a game and I'm watching a catcher uh, set up down and in and they're catching the baseball up and away. That Even though that pitch might have been 95 miles an hour, that guy doesn't have his stuff that day, or at least the fastball. Carbouche from Tulane, man, his pitch is that that changeup. And that changeup was filthy. And you saw him battle to try to find it in the first. He comes out in the second, and he's throwing his warm-up pitches, literally changeup after changeup. And you could literally see on his face he felt something, and he found it. And as soon as he found it, I mean, that dude threw 46 pitches in the first inning, man. I never would have dreamt. I would have, I would have bet the farm that he never would have made it into the third. Mike Mullis joining us. Uh, this question, Mully, I don't – have you seen – it says, what do you think about this Alabama versus LSU baseball game betting issue? Have you seen anything no, about I that? No, I have not. I received a text about it last night. Here's an article uh, from ESPN. Ohio gambling regulators on Monday instructed the state's licensed sports books to halt betting on college baseball games involving Alabama after suspicious wagering activity was detected on the Crimson Tide game against top-ranked LSU on Friday. Uh, I saw somebody tweet about this. That, that was The info was given to me. A pitcher was scratched. And the pitcher knew it before anybody else. I guess he tells a few people they run to the gambling window to bet a separate way. One of those deals is what I understand to have happened here. But uh, so there's the kind of bare bones of the story. Uh, let's see. So one, so one mediocre SEC pitcher gets scratched, and there's going to be another mediocre SEC pitcher pitcher relative to the SEC because we're talking about Alabama face the number one offense in the country I would think that because the Alabama guy was scratched it would not change how you would bet uh, either over or under money line. Well, that what? is Friday so maybe, maybe that's Friday, best yeah, mediocre now, okay, fr- Friday is that's a good point that's a good point I didn't catch that part of the story but that's a, that's a pretty potent offense uh, that, that the Tigers can roll out there. Apparently there was just a very large straight up money line bet and a parlay bet according to this article so something uh yeah interesting when you get those scratches and 
uh somebody tells somebody and then they run to the gambling window these things can happen all right uh, and there's such a small amount of action on that game that it probably stood out somebody just put 100 bucks right. on this game Wait exactly a minute, you know yeah. uh and jamie says question campbell east uh unc tonight what is the best outcome for ecu bunch of pitching goes for carolina <laughs> i mean really i mean it's that's the best outcome from i mean campbell campbell would would we would prefer Campbell to win the game, I would think, RPI-wise. But as it relates to tomorrow night, I hope Carolina runs seven or eight guys out there. Carolina does not have yeah, a series off. this weekend, Molly. Right. What do you think about a bye week? Let's say ECU could afford to do it. Like, What do you think about a bye week in college baseball? You know, I, I, you know I've never even, I never even pondered the point. I, I, it's kind of an interesting one, I guess, when you think about a chance for everybody to catch up, catch your breath, get their legs back underneath them. I mean, let's face it, East Carolina's coming off of two pretty bizarre weekends uh, with, with the, everything that went on in Wichita and then obviously uh, the, the, the strangeness that was this past weekend at Clark O'Claire. So, you know, maybe it is a good thing. Maybe, you know, a chance to, you know, kind of wrap up exams, get yourself refocused. The nice thing is after exams, after after all the other Sooners are gone, you kind of go into pro ball mode. Yeah. So it's a whole different mentality and a whole different, you know, schedule and regime. So Gross yeah. had a good answer to it i thought yesterday he said first of all he likes the repetition he likes knowing what to do on monday tuesday wednesday to get so he likes that he also said well mlb does have the all-star break so there is a break for some of those guys so he's not opposed to it but i asked him he said he really likes the the weekly games no baseball's the game that's the beauty of the game is that they're, they're it's it's short short memory and, and quick turn he also said the everyday players might have a different answer than a guy who throws one game yeah a week. he's starving to get to his next chance right right so but no i mean look i could tell you like if uh as a as an everyday player if i'm swinging the bat like at a high level i don't i don't want the day off i thought yesterday or the other night with uh again with Tulane with the Banks kid I mean oh, who just man. came in here to, I, I was like well you know he comes out the next day and uh, hits another one and I'm like man did wonder if he even went to sleep last night or if he just <laughs> you know kept swinging the bat but um, I um, yeah I that, and that that is a very interesting perspective as a you know pitcher as opposed to a position player and I would have to say selfishly and, and as a catcher like McChrystal right now I bet he would love a bye week you know he's he's got the thumb or the pinky injury. You know he's been a little banged up. Yeah. You know that those kinds of things. Um, yeah, it'd be great to just kind of you know lick your wounds. Good question. Uh, I'll remember to ask Cliff Goblin uh, next time we get him on. His thoughts on that. Shirley, can you cool up? Uh, do we have Mike Patrick real quick? I have one more question from Austin. Do we have Mike Patrick? Shirley's giving me the hold your horses sign. If not, I'll just ask this question. I like the fact that Shirley's rocking the all-pit gear today. She is pitted out. I love it. Pit softball shirt, awesome pit hat, and no Mike Patrick. Austin says, I have an important question. What is Troy doing with his life? Molly, can you take that one? No, I had lunch with him uh, last week. He's, Uh, you know, he's he's doing Troy things. I, uh... Troy helped me out with a, a phone number I needed yesterday. So thank you, Troy, for that. So Austin, uh, I'll refer you to his Facebook page, I guess, to see. Uh, he's still owner of Pirate Radio. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out there. Don't talk him up. He is out there. All right. Molly, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man. That was good. That was a fun baseball chat. We'll, uh, we'll do it again. If you have questions for Molly, 
uh get those in ready for next week or save them up for next tuesday how about that all right let's take a break when we return we'll talk to ryan jones former ecu tight end signed a rookie free agent deal with the new york giants we'll catch up with ryan when we return on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 63,000 followers today. Now let's uh, head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live coming up hour three. We will talk to a former ECU tight end. Coming up right now, we'll talk to a former ECU tight end. Bryce Williams joins us a little later on in the show. Special edition, uh, Bryce Williams edition of Name That Sound coming up, by the way. But right now, we were we are joined by Ryan Jones on the Pirate Radio Live line. Ryan Jones, two seasons here at ECU, and now a member of the New York Giants as he signed a rookie free agent contract with New York following the 2023 NFL Draft. We'll talk about that and more right now. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Good to talk with you again. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Great, and uh, congratulations to you getting a free agent deal with the Giants following the 2023 NFL Draft. And, Ryan, let's talk about that day because uh, I was talking to Brian Bailey yesterday on the show, and uh, we were talking about we were surprised Keaton Mitchell didn't get his name called in the draft. He thought there was a chance Holden Aylers uh, might get his name called. And he also, I don't know who he had spoken to, but said uh, he had heard that maybe Ryan Jones would also hear his name called in the draft. So take us back to Saturday, Ryan, the phone calls, the conversations, First of all, did you think uh, you were going to get selected uh, in the draft? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just seeing how the draft was going, and then uh, just from, like, the calls my agent was getting, it kind of looked like towards, like, the sixth or seventh round, uh, I could potentially be getting a phone call. So, I mean, the whole day was just really just suspenseful, you know. So, I mean, I was ready just to get the weekend over with, find out what was going on. But, I mean, it was a it was a great experience, um, a fun process, you know. So, I'm just ready to get to get to work now yeah and uh you'll get to work with the giants so how did all that come about following the draft ryan how many phone calls did you field was the giants your first call uh but how'd you end up there in new york yeah so um once uh once like mid through six uh round six my uh my agent had got a call from one of the guys in um the, or- uh, the giants organization and then they kind of had drafted up a, a contract just if i didn't get picked and then um i had talked to the bills as well and they kind of just saying the same thing. So I mean, just once the uh, once the once the draft ended, I already knew where I was going. I kind of had my my contract already planned out. Ryan Jones joining us, uh, going to be working with the Giants. So what's the uh, schedule look like for you, Ryan? When do you head up there? Yeah, I, actually, I leave uh, this Thursday, and then I'll be up there all weekend. And then um, from then on, 
I'll uh, I'll come back uh, to Charlotte for a week and then uh, leave back again. I'll probably be gone till about the end to mid uh, mid to the end of June. So this weekend is is the rookie mini camps, I guess. Do you know what to expect? What they're going to have you doing up there? Yeah, I know it's kind of going to be uh kind of like a spring practice almost. Um, when I get up there Thursday, I sign my contract, um, have my physical, and then we uh, we do like meetings before. It's kind of like a little install. Then Friday we have practice, Saturday we have practice, and Sunday before we leave we have a lift and uh, kind of like a little player development type of thing. Ryan Jones joining us. Ryan, uh, take us to through this offseason, and I guess uh, it's been a lot of training for you. So you uh, you did all you could on the field to give yourself this opportunity. Now you go off the field and work out, do the drills, get ready for pro day. So how, what was that like for you training for the job you want, which is to be an NFL player? How's it been for you? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you definitely have to find the joy in the process. You know, so I mean, the whole uh, we had a later later pro day. So I mean, I was training until from like the first week of January till about like a week and uh, a week before a pro day. You know, so I mean, it was just a, it was a long process, but fun at the same time. I had my family with me, so I mean, I was, I was well supported, just uh, uplifted throughout the whole thing. So I mean, it was fun, but I was uh, I was also happy when it ended, so I can just finally get back to actual football. You know? Ryan Jones joining us. Wish we could have seen more of Ryan here uh, in Greenville just a couple of years, but uh, finishing out his last season, 41 catches, 413 yards, four touchdowns. And Ryan, you you always want to improve on those numbers, but how do you feel you did your senior year uh, and and your final season here at ECU? Um, I feel like it was good just from from just the whole uh, uh, maturity standpoint. I feel like I was an older player that kind of brought guys along as well. I mean, we we, we all were – working to a goal that we got to, you know, so I mean, I feel like everybody helped each other. So, I mean, it was more so, it was more than just a, a, a sports, I mean, not a sports, um, a stats type of season. It was more so just a growth uh, overall. So, I mean, it was a, it was an improving season for myself and a lot of aspects outside of uh, just stats. Let me ask you about a couple of guys, Ryan. First of all, Shane Calhoun, and we've seen him play a lot of football. And with yourself, Isaiah, CJ, Keaton, all out of the offense, uh, could be relying on quite a bit of uh, number 80, Shane Calhoun. So you think he's ready to, to take over and be the guy next year at tight end? Yeah, definitely. I know Shane, he's uh, he's eager for this opportunity. So, I mean, I know he's going to put this, <clears throat> give his best foot forward. And um, he's always been a hard worker, you know, just waiting for his turn. So, I mean, I feel like he's going to shine. And his opportunities getting. And you talked about bringing up younger guys, Ryan. How about Tyler Savage going from inside receiver to tight end? Just two catches last year, twenty-seven yards, but could see an increase of Savage as well. How have you seen his growth at the tight end position? Definitely, I feel like it was mainly just a whole uh, mentality. You know, it's different being on the perimeter uh, instead of being with the. Uh, and now that you're being on the inside with like linebackers and DNs and stuff, so I mean, it's just a a whole mental focus you have to switch. But, I mean, uh, I'm excited for him as well. So I mean, he's putting a lot of work. And uh, I know those guys are going to do well this fall. Ryan Jones joining us. Ryan, uh, how about the decision not to play in the bowl game for East Carolina? What what kind of went into that decision? You're certainly not the first player to to ever do that. We've seen it a lot in college football. But how about you specifically? What in that went into that decision for you? Yeah, so I mean, just towards the end of the season, um, I was having so I had to get a PRP shot in my knee. And then uh, that's why I wasn't able to finish the Temple game. I just couldn't physically play. Mm. So, I mean, it was it was a hard decision, but just to get into because uh, I started training right after because I think the game was like late December. So I mean, if I would have kept continue on playing, just my knee wouldn't have been able to, you know, I wouldn't have been able to start training when I did. So I mean, 
it was a it was just a um it was a hard decision i mean i just had to i had to focus on just like my health and just getting my body right for the opportunity that's coming now so i mean it, it was it was a tough decision but it was something i had to had to be made. First bowl win for the Pirates since 2013, Ryan. So you got to yeah. take some pride in building East Carolina back up to what it was, uh, back to the winning ways. And you and uh, your teammates were a part of that. And hopefully uh, you'll, you realize that uh, as part of your legacy and, and uh, getting ECU football back to where it needs to be. Yeah, yes, sir. I mean, it was awesome seeing uh, it's kind of how like the whole city kind of just getting back into, you know, just football because i mean they had a they always showed love to us but just having that winning culture kind of back around greenville was a was an awesome thing to see ryan uh, what were the conversations like with nfl teams whether it be leading up to pro day or, or your training anything you did during the offseason what do they obviously you are a, a very good receiver at the tight end position we've highlighted your blocking as well especially that time you took three guys out in one block so what do they like what do they say you need to improve on and you know what are you kind of focusing on here as you head to new york this weekend yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys that I've talked to, scouts and, and coaches, they've uh, they know I haven't really touched my potential, really even gotten close to it yet. But they're they're eager to um, just help develop me as a blocker and as an offensive guy. But they see me as being very diverse, and that's what um, that's what really helped me throughout this whole process from playing offense and defense. I mean, they know I can come in and uh, gain a role on special teams, and then just work my way up through that way. So I mean, they're, they're just eager to get me and just kind of like figure out, you know. Uh, just how I play and just how they can help uh, help me reach my potential. So that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Ryan Jones, one of uh, several Pirates looking to make it on the next level. We'll talk to your former teammate, Noah Henderson, coming up on Thursdays, heading to Buffalo, Holden and CJ in Seattle, Keaton to Baltimore. That's a, that's a lot of teammates you got there, Ryan, from your college team that are trying to make it to the next level. Exciting time for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely proud of all those guys because, I mean, I've seen them uh, sacrifice when y'all put in the same amount of work trying to work towards uh, where we're at now. So, I mean, I'm very I'm excited for them and just uh, happy to see them be able to reach uh, or hit this next level as well. Yeah, and I texted with uh, Isaiah over the weekend and surprised he did not land with the team. But in true Isaiah Winstead fashion, he said, hey, it's part of the plan. Nothing's ever been given to him. He's going to keep working. So, I don't know, man. I think we see him somewhere someday, but I was surprised he didn't get a free agent shot. Yeah, me too. I mean, uh I think today he saw SportsCenter posted uh, one of his videos. Yeah. kind of going viral right now. So, I mean, I'm happy. I know he's going to get his shot and he's going to uh, make the best of it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, all, all this type of adversity, you know, just going to help him come out, you know, shine. So, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm excited for him and happy for him. Ryan, as you kind of uh, tie a bow on your ECU career and then head off to the NFL to pro football, what, what were your, some of your best memories, your, your favorite parts about playing, finishing your uh, college career here in Greenville? Um, I'll definitely say number one would be uh that touchdown I got against App State when we played in the Bank of America Stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just being a Charlotte kid, you know, passing that stadium, you know, since I was a little boy and then uh to get my first college touchdown in that stadium in Charlotte, you know, that was just big for me. And then uh I would say that opening game last season against NC State, just seeing the whole stadium just so uh full, you know, and just the whole atmosphere was just uh was just amazing. So I mean I think those two are gonna be the main ones I'll always remember. 
Well, Ryan, uh, we wish you luck, man. We enjoyed uh, having you here and, and, and chatting with you. Always uh, a very mature young man. And uh, keep up the, the good work on the field, and hopefully we can see you on Sundays. I'm a Washington fan, so I don't know. I guess I'll wish you luck, but I don't wish the Giants luck. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> good luck to you. Hope you do well, and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch, get you back on down the road. But good luck this weekend, and good luck moving forward, man. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. There's Ryan Jones, former Pirate tight end, now with the New York Giants trying to begin a pro career after playing a couple seasons here at ECU. And Chandler, we were talking about Ryan earlier today, and you said you forgot he was a defensive player at Oklahoma. And uh, just tells you the kind of athlete he is to be able to move to that offensive side of the ball and become a weapon for this Pirate team. Yeah, and uh, I, I remember looking up some of the pictures to see if we can get some updated pictures of Ryan. <clears throat> and some of the pictures that popped up were him in the number 33 jersey for Oklahoma. And yeah, like you said, I forgot that he is a def- he was a defensive guy when he started out his college career. But yeah, he's very athletic. We saw that in his play here at ECU. He was a very good tight end. He was very he was a big compliment to Holton Naylor's, and I think him and Shane Calhoun were a great tandem at tight end. After not seeing a tight end. Uh, since a guy that's about to come on this show, Bryce Williams. Uh, haven't been able to see a tight end be productive like Ryan Jones, and now we'll be able to see Shane Calhoun as as he talked about him a little bit in that interview as well. So I uh, was very thankful that he came to, to Greenville and played for the Pirates and switched over to that tight end position because he was very productive on that side. More on that tight end position in just a few minutes when Bryce Williams joins us here for Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Got a special Name That Sound Bryce Williams edition coming up. And more when we return. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday will also make you a winner. So stay tuned for that. More to go after this. I got a new life. You would highly recognize me. I'm so glad how shut a person like me care for you. I'll shut up. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage Team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 here on a Tuesday. Great chat with Ryan Jones a moment ago. Coming up Wednesday, we'll talk to a guy playing pro football currently. Warren Saba going to join us on the show. He is with the Michigan Panthers of the USFL, his team 2-1. and one. You can watch Warren on NBC coming up this Saturday at 7.30 as his Michigan Panthers team will be in action. But we'll talk to Warren on Wednesday. On Thursday, we'll t- uh, talk to a guy trying to break into the pros, Noah Henderson. Signed a rookie free agent deal with the Buffalo Bills. Big Noah going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up on Thursday. Joining me to my left, 
Got a taste of the pro football life. Let's uh, introduce him, Shirley Rhodes, to the show. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. For some reason. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I kind of chuckled because I don't think I've ever, like, looked at Chandler Darren the song so when i looked at him i like so vividly <laughs> could picture him singing it was great and how serious we were yeah. in the studio that day yeah. chan man great oh, stuff man. bryce williams joining us and i forgot what i was going to say a moment ago to bryce so i'll just say how you doing buddy i'm great how are y'all i know what i was gonna say i was gonna call you the early bird today i was yeah, yeah. i was in the area and uh needed a sandwich and i had a jimmy john's gift card courtesy of Pirate radio <laughs> So I said, well, that just is too ironic. Let me just shoot over there and shoot over here. <laughs> so it worked out perfect. A lot of shooting going on. Uh, we'll get a Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams, find out what's been going on from a shooting and water variety. But Bryce, a moment ago, we had an interview with Ryan Jones as we talked about him trying to break into the NFL. He signs a rookie free agent deal with the Giants. And real quick, other players, Keaton Mitchell with the Ravens, C.J. Johnson and Holden Aylers with the Seahawks, Noah Henderson with the Bills. So you can kind of relate to what's going on with these guys right now, signing a rookie free agent deal yourself coming out of ECU. Ryan said he's on the way to New York this weekend for a rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. What uh, what can he expect? What do you remember about that trip that uh, you made? Well, I, for me, I guess, personally, it was a lot of nerves. You know, that's for sure. You know, and... Um, it means it's a whole, you know, it's a whole new world, I guess you could say. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just to, you know, to stay, I guess, you know, confident and you know, relaxed as hard as that can be. But um, it's exciting, you know. It's a, you know, it's a big step that, you know, pretty much every football player um, dreams of at least getting to uh, that point. Whether you know it's rookie mini camp, you know, even just being selected by uh, NFL team is you know a big deal. No matter how sort of far how far it goes, but um, it's exciting. You know, you get to see, of course, all new guys that maybe you've trained with or played against, and then of course, you know, there's that kind of like a wow moment when you know you do see a professional. You know, see one of not professional, but when you see one of the pretty much all stars of the league. Who was that Um, for you on your first trip? Do you remember? (laughs) Uh, You know, so Patriots was my rookie mini camp, and. During rookie minicamp, I'm some of the guys. I don't know if it because I think the vets hadn't shown up yet. Some of them were around, but of course I remember seeing. I think when we showed up for OTAs because OTAs soon followed that is um, you know when I saw Gronk, when I saw Brady, when I saw Edelman and Amendola, and I could just go. Did off you see on. Belichick that first weekend? Oh yeah, yeah. You I mean, see that, just seeing him. Oh yeah, so something. seeing, yeah, that kind of got me a little nervous there, <laughs> even just thinking of the first time I ever saw him. But yeah, I mean, seeing Coach Belichick, my goodness, what a um, you know legend he is, and you know to finally see him from you know I've obviously been known who the Patriots are, and Belichick is um, of course on the opposite end of the spectrum because my dad and brother are Dolphins fans, <laughs> so they weren't too keen on it, but. Um, that was exciting, but I tell you, it's, I mean, it's 100 miles an hour from the beginning. I mean, there's, a, you know, a little bit of warming up as far as the plays and stuff, and they kind of start you off, but... Um, so, they, do they get yeah. you right into it, pretty much? Yeah, like? I mean, you'll do your thing, you know, you'll go in, do your physicals and things like that, and then, 
you really start doing some i think we did like a conditioning test or something like that i mean pretty much that first day he gets there i want to say we had kind of a light a, a practice um and there's not that you know it's not a full team so you get a lot of reps you know depending on who they brought in most of the time um you know i think they try and bring sort of tryout guys um on that you know can have an opportunity to make the team depending on what you know um how much of a um impact they make i guess they're in rookie mini camp but uh yeah i mean you start full force get plays thrown at you and walkthroughs and it's it's like a mini fall camp i mean what it is it's not just a little easy breezy yeah i mean uh, ryan kind of said he from what he had heard he anticipated maybe something similar to spring practice maybe where they're running some things he said conditioning mm-hmm. he mentioned that part did they send you anything like uh any email like a, a playbook or anything before no, that, or no you you get it when you get there right. um so it's you know like they don't totally like try and just make your mind explode but it does kind of feel that way because you've you're so used to um the plays you've learned in college and now you got to learn a whole new deal but um you know they break it down here and there handful of run handful of pass and give you you know they'll start off with you know the cadence you know will be kind of the first things and then obviously it goes on from there but um it's early at least the patriots it was early mornings i mean it was <laughs> uh it was it was long days you're going in at 5 30 you know at least you know six o'clock at least um you're not walking out till you know six seven o'clock i mean it's easily 12 14 hour days um and my roster picture it always gives me a hard time with the patriots because i looked exhausted and like pale or whatever. <laughs> it was bad um yeah it's a exciting time but also nerve-wracking time. Uh, Jamie says, so let's say you're in Boston, you and uh, the wife go, and you're enjoying some shops and some some restaurants and things like that. You're walking down the street, and Bill Belichick is walking the other direction, and uh, y'all pass each other. <laughs> Jamie says, if you saw him and uh, and you said hi to Bill Belichick, would you get a response? Um, I think so. I mean, I think he would – say if I sort of stopped and said hey coach Belichick you know it's Bryce I mean Bryce Williams I think he would yeah I mean I would think he would but then you I just I don't know he's seen a lot a lot of players (laughs) that's true and maybe so hey back in 2016 you know I could maybe like refresh his memory um you know so I was fortunate enough to you know go back after I had had a stint with you know um them the Rams then it was Seattle, and then they kind of called. Then they called me back for a workout and stuff. So, man, I would think there would be somewhat um, familiar. Who'd you play in the preseason with? The the Patriots. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patriots. Yeah, I was with the Patriots from obviously from now all up until you know the final cuts. Yeah, because that's when they were doing the cuts. You know, now everybody just gets from my least towards the end everybody gets cut at the same day right they used to dwindle it down Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so i was fortunate enough to make it to the final cuts with the patriots but i also had you know and unfortunately i guess you know so i could play i torn my meniscus um during that training camp um you know so i wasn't able to play in two of the games i think it was whichever it was but um yeah and then soon after you know, final cuts and like a day goes by, waiver wires, and then that's when the Rams signed me. Question from Robert Bryce Do you really get a quality look 
or are they waiting for bigger folks to arrive like do you, do you feel like you get a fair shake when you're a undrafted free agent um i mean yeah like especially somebody you know you have your free you know your uh free agents you know like everybody you listed for pretty much i mean those guys will get you know rookie mini camp and pretty much will go all the way through you know to to um training camp um but you know the guys who kind of you know um don't have a great i mean i don't want to say that because i mean you never know but most of the time are a little behind the eight ball are the guys who come in for you know just rookie minicamp. I guess it's kind of like a workout. And I mean, you have three days to try and make some kind of big impact and, and a good impression right. on coaches. So those guys um, that come in do have it tougher. But I mean, guys like, you know, Ryan Holton, who get called right after the draft, I mean, they should have the whole yeah. OTA, you know, rookie minicamp, OTAs. I mean, they're talking to these guys during the draft. Again, yeah. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be. You've mm-hmm. experienced that, though. Oh, yeah. And so it's almost like they're drafting you, pretty much. Like, they've yeah. already got you in mind oh, yeah. and are seeking your talents, basically. Yeah. So they oh, yeah. want you to be a part of it. Um, Jamie, you mentioned your injury. He said, are you dealing with any post-football injuries? No, uh, everything I'm everything's good on my end. My shoulder mobility sucks, but I think that's just because I don't do shoulder mobility and just been lifting weights and I'm a football player. So, um, no, nah, everything's everything's good. Ankles, knees, all that's good. I don't know how many times. I don't know if we've talked about this, Bryce, but how many concussions do you think you had when you played? Not a whole lot. I mean, I've got my bell rung. Mm, actually, I don't really know. <laughs> Thinking back, does it more so college? Um, yeah, my head would hurt actually after the games. I get home, have dinner, and I'd have like a little headache. Does it work? I mean, does it bother you at all? Or? No, I'm pretty good. I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm other than uh, I'm pretty much uh, better off than a few of my buddies. I won't give names, but they may be a little slow thinking right now. But I mean, yeah, it's a serious <laughs> thing. It's a, a yeah. serious deal. Oh yeah, but yeah. Glad to hear you are uh, injury-free yeah. in your post-NFL oh, yeah. career. All right, good stuff. If you got questions for Bryce Williams, you can get those in. Bryce, I asked you via phone late last week, or late in our conversation last week when we talked to you, over-under Pirates getting drafted. Did uh, you take the under? I took the under. Which is shocking because you were the most positive Pirate of all time. Right. But you were the only one right last week that I asked. And uh, uh, the number was zero for ECU. <laughs> I guess just knowing how hard it is yeah. and percentage of things, you know, it's it's tough. Um, so I was just, I guess, part of the real. I mean, I was hopeful for the guys. Absolutely, you know, we you all know. were. But you made an yeah. educated guess because sure. you had been in that spot, right? And I mean, and I know how it works. Is it? I mean, I was a mistake away from being drafted by the Panthers. I mean, it was some food bar when the guy said, "Hey, we're going to draft you or a punter." And then some kind of random tight end comes into the place. So knowing when the guy's telling you you're going to get drafted, and then you don't, <laughs> I don't. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, uh, thanks for that. Thanks for crushing that. But um, yeah, so and I mean, it would have been cool. But yeah, that's the reality of the. Why were you surprised Keaton didn't go? I am actually surprised. You know, Keaton didn't go. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's you know that's hard. I mean, even I'm kind of surprised a little bit in Holton. I yep. mean, the man. I mean, because I tell you, a mind can a coaches or you know I guess the coaches GMs mind can change 
I mean, overnight and be easily convinced out of you know some of the stuff that happened during my draft. It seems, and um, I mean, I was I was talking to a lady who actually like I guess was neighbors with Holton or anyways, but um, like I've said, like Holton, he he made a count when it was. I mean. Throughout his career, I'm saying postseason. I mean, with the bowl game, the two All Star games, and for him to play in, um, you know, three postseason games and be the MVP of them, I mean, I mean that definitely says something. So he showed up when it counted. So um, I am a little shocked. Maybe he didn't go like it, you know, even like sixth, seventh round. Um, you know, showing what he can do when, you know, it's when it counts. I guess you could say. So only one quarterback drafted in the seventh round. We talked to Brian Bailey yesterday. Bailey said that. There was a thought that Holton could go to the Chargers, but they instead take Max Duggan from TCU, who, you know, championship. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so that was a spot that he could potentially land. And I found it funny, Bryce, that uh, it, Bailey said either Morgan or Holton told him that if they made like a power rankings on who he, on where he would go, the Seahawks would have been like last. Just like least amount of communication with them, wow. didn't know at all. And I've heard a lot of stories about that over the years when we ask guys, you know, did you think this team was going to draft you or sign you? And they'll say, no, I hadn't talked to them at all. So it happens that way sometimes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, most definitely. Um, which was obviously different for me, just for the guys, the people who called me were the ones I tend to had more um, communication with. You know, with the, you know, the Patriots, it's funny, I ended up landing with the Patriots because. Um, you know, they did. I did a private workout with them here at uh, at the facilities and stuff. And um, so when was that? Uh, that was the process. Dear, that was dear. I mean, from that was after like combine stuff. So that was in between. I guess after the combine between draft. You know, I was already okay. home. I was coming back and forth training and stuff. Just and they kinda, came here to, mm-hmm. to do that. They yeah. came here. That's cool. Um, yeah, that was a good time. And I mean, that was pretty, you know, I mean, they gave me play. He gave me plays um, and everything to remember out there. I mean, it was like crazy amount, but it was enough to be like, okay, I need to do this. But Did you have like uh, Kemp or somebody though, who was like passing? No, uh, it was Jason, Jason oh gosh, Sicario, um, for me, uh, ECU from Patriots. No, from, from the Patriots. Patriots. Okay. Jason Sicario. Jason. Okay. Um, and he he came because he was an athletic guy, and he was like, pretty much he was uh, Belichick's right hand man for uh, the most part. Gotcha. Um, and you know, he came and worked me out and stuff, and he threw the football, in, which is not. I mean, he, he threw a good ball, but um, it's always better when you have people like that rather than. A, quarterback just makes it smidgy <laughs> but nah he was oh, I wanted to ask you this too let me look up something real quick so ECU football Nick, Nick Casario not Jason okay Nick I feel Casario. like I recognize that name yeah um, I want to look at your stats real quick from 2015 and I want to ask you I need to stall while I'm pulling stuff. Thank you, Shirley, for giving me something (laughs) while I uh, waste time here. I want to ask you how many catches you caught from James Summers. (laughs) So, all right. So, Uh, all right. You caught 58 balls that year. Uh huh. Summers had, where's his uh, completion? Oh, he had 60 completions to Kemp's 260. So how many passes do you think you caught from Summers? Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today for some reason. I think I know one. Summers did throw me a big, big ball against USF at home. 
home sideline. But I'm going like out of the 58. What do you think? I'm going eight. Okay, 50 to eight. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious about that because we've talked about that season yeah. a lot. But how many? And then your uh, your four touchdowns were those part of Kemp's 16? Were they all Kemp, or did Summer yeah, still? I think those are all yeah. Kemp. That's in, I don't like that number. Four touchdowns. I know. It's back in this in the past. It's uh, it's gone. It's gone, bro. It's gone forever. Shall Nothing I, you can do I, about I it. Hold on to it. I'm a, no, I'm don't, just kidding. No. Let it go. Just kidding. Should I hold did on we, to did it? it? Did it ever say how many I got from James? Does it say? No, that? no, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. I, that's oh. why I'm relying on you. I, I would, just have the total numbers. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's like eight. I bet it's less than ten. Yeah. Um, all right, Robert says, does ECU's conference and schedule hurt our guys' chances in the draft and NFL opportunities? I don't think so. Um, you know, there's a guy, David Morgan, who played at a university, University Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners? UTSA Roadrunners. UTSA. David Morgan was a tight end, and he um, was the big guy, and I think he got drafted. So I mean, Chris Johnson went first round when they were Conference USA yeah. because of his blazing mm-hmm. speed and yeah. ability. And it's good. Oh, yeah. And shockingly, I think sometimes, you know, for the most part, maybe like not, you know, anyway, heck, Carson Wentz is from North Dakota State and playing F- FCS football. So, you know, it gets. Yeah, I don't talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but good example. Goes yeah. number two so, in the draft. No, I, don't, I mean, if you're a baller, you'll get found. I yeah. mean, you'll get found. Uh, Jamie has a eight part question, more like two or three. Do you keep in contact with any current NFL players? Um, I actually do. Ran, you know, here and here, uh, time from time to time. My buddy Tim Barnes, he was uh, the center when um, I was with the Rams, and uh, he's a great guy. And he liked to he liked to hunt and fish. And he's you know played at Missouri. Um, from time to time, he'll send me a deer picture, <laughs> uh, fish picture. I'll just randomly chat with him. Um, yeah, so Tim Barnes is actually the one who I. Uh, actually talked to the most who was your favorite coach in your nfl stops um well i I definitely liked coach fisher a lot i liked his demeanor um and he liked to hunt fish and him and i would talk about it and sort of hang out you know just shoot the crap uh during practice he was i mean great coach um i mean pete carroll was a exciting coach and um I wasn't obviously with Seattle that, that long, but I mean he he seemed like a you know a cool. Coach. He is how he appears to be, just oh, yeah. kind of up spirit, spirits always yeah. high, oh, yeah. things like that. Um, and I mean Belichick is a uh, is a great coach. Obviously, there wasn't like a huge relationship there um, by any means, but um, he was a great coach. I think to definitely start with, I definitely went from one extreme to the other as far as demeanor and you know how things are ran and stuff but i think it's cool that like it shows you there's more than one way to win now belichick has won more than anybody yeah but you you cross all these paths and everybody goes about it a little bit different oh yeah um but i think coach fisher um is definitely the one who uh i uh like the most and i was able to you know he still remember me after i guess three you know three Three years or so, you know. Who's that, Fisher? Fisher. When yeah. I was at, the, he was at the AAF. Uh, he came to one of the practices we were at, and I, you know, said hey to him. He remembered everything. There's actually a picture of me, you know, shaking his hand and stuff, or saying hey to him, which was cool. Um, 
Is he still coaching somewhere in one of those leagues now? I feel like he is. I feel like I saw him in like the USF. USFL? Yeah. No, Fisher resigned where he was. So he was, but is uh, is no longer, apparently. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where Jeff Fisher is these days. All right. Let's uh, get a break in. When we return, got something special for you, Bryce. So on Thursdays, we play Name That Sound. Uh-huh. Uh, today, we are going to do, Shirley's cooked up a Bryce Williams special edition of Name That Sound. Yes. Just for you. And uh, I threw a few ideas that we're going to play as well. So we're going to do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. And enjoy the Q&A if you guys have more questions for Bryce, uh, which I already see a few already we'll get to those as well so more with bryce williams and we'll go pirate radio outdoors all that left to go back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just the new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we got more questions for Bryce Williams to answer. We'll do that momentarily. And uh, just got one in from Robert. Stay tuned. We'll answer those in a moment. But right now, I want to play a little uh, name that sound, Charlie Rhodes. So you want to hit the intro real quick? Uh, yeah, if you'll give me just one second. Special edition of Name That Sound with Bryce Williams coming up right here on Pirate Radio Live. Here we go. Come on in. Sit right down. <laughs> Take a guess and name that sound. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down because it's time for Name That Sound. <laughs> now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rhodes. And welcome in to a special Tuesday edition of Name That Sound. Where we uh, normally, what we do is we go three rounds of uh, playing particular sounds. You have to guess what the sound is. We're just going to do one round today as this is a special edition for Bryce. Mm. So, Bryce, are you ready to play Name That Sound? I've got my listening ears on. All right. Here we go. Bryce, here is your first sound. I know that. That's a doorstop spring. Well done. Well (laughs) done. Easy, easy. All right. Man. 
That was quick. Played, that with, was. played with those a little too much. So we had that one in a game in the past. I want to say Chandler got it instead of me. Yeah, but it took you and a little while. And it took us a while. Yeah, yeah, it took you guys a little while. Okay, so <laughs> Bryce off to a, a very good start. It's child's play. All right, here <laughs> Literally. we go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next sound. Is this a ducks in a fight like a fountain or something? I am looking for a specific type of duck. Quacking mallards. Pond farm ducks or something. No, he got it right. It's a mallard duck. Mallard. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, so he is two for two. <laughs> Do you hey. think if you took that sound with you, maybe it could help you? Heck yeah. Right, Put maybe. a little speaker, loudspeaker. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Okay, here we go. Next sound. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll play, and we'll be glad to get him back and have another weapon in our arsenal. That's Riley, Garrett Riley. Mm. No, 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 you, you got it. You got oh, okay, I was like, dang, yeah. three for three. Garrett I Riley. am impressed. Garrett Riley. Garrett I wanted. Riley. I, I told Shirley I want Riley, but I want Garrett Riley to see if we could trip him up, but could not trip him no. up. In fact, what was he? He was a receivers coach, right? Did he coach you? He was specifically. No, he didn't uh, coach me. He was a grad. He was, was he a grad? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a GA here. So he was just a mm-hmm. okay assistant. Overall. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So far, Bryce, quite impressive. Next sound. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? McLovin? What kind oh. of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish That's, R&B singer? Uh, super bad, but I don't need to name the... What is it, Jonah Hill and whoever the other skinny guy is? <laughs> I got his face. Got, Surely. Got it. I told you super bad, but you made it too obvious. Well, I didn't think he was going to get it. McLovin <laughs> is the whole movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The but funny thing I, about I, well, Mike, but... it's on my back. I won't old. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? We got to get to the nitty gritty of this. No, that's a sound from Super Bad. I can't say it on. There's there. a lot of bad sounds from Super Bad. That is, yeah, and trying to find a clean cut of something yeah. was a little difficult. Yeah. All right, he got it. All right. What we got? Last, last one, and then I have a bonus sound. Uh oh. That's Dale, ain't it? Or like a PC Dale Windows. Dang it, which one is Windows or Dale? Now we're playing the game. Yeah. Now this Shall feels I play like it one more time for you? Which, by the way, is incorrect. You can guess one more time. Oh, I'll play it. it for you again. I, that's not a. Oh, man, I've heard it. Uh, uh, did, did I end up getting this right eventually or not? No, we no. got this wrong and we were so this mad. That's the that's the one where you threw your headphones down and said you were stupid. Okay. Oh man, I, I, I was either I thought it was Windows or PC. Um, <clears throat> Dell, no. Boom, I can play it for you one more time. Sure, that'd be great. Is that like Universal or something? Crap. Nope. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> What's that one? Dang. It was Netflix. Oh. Huh. When you right, when you load you up Netflix, now? when you load up the Netflix app, that's what plays. Dang, no. Yeah. Anna must always hide. She must have it up every time. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> all right. All man. right. So four out of five. Not bad. Not bad at all. Mm. Not bad at all. You know what? That's an 80. 
And that's there we for go. And that is uh, better than this guy over here. Uh-oh. Wow. Um, Shots fired. Oof. Sorry. Sorry, Chan. Unnecessary. Um, okay, here's your bonus sound. Uh-oh. You ready? I think. That's a yelping hen. That would be incorrect, what? sir. Wait, what? <laughs> Was that not a hen, uh, turkey? Is uh, a jake the same as a hen? That's a, a jake's a male turkey. That would be a male turkey. Yelping? Yep. Uh, what? Game's under protest. We do this every oh, week, Bryce. Uh, we put the game on protest every week. <laughs> but that, According mm. to the YouTube video I lifted the sound from, that was a Jake. That YouTube? Who, who put that up? I've never heard of <laughs> Jake yelp. Okay. Okay. Well, well is I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you, your word for it. And during the commercial break, I want you to come in here because yep. I will show you the video that I took the sound from, and it says clearly on the header, it is a Jake. I'm taking and Bryce's took, word over YouTube. I took YouTube the guy. sound because I wanted to see if you you would you know catch it. Can we play it again just to hear it? Just. To... Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Mm. Is there a picture of what they've like a video? Of this picture, or just an audio. Um, there's a picture up there. I don't know if it's the actual video portion oh. of it, but I can show you what. Yeah, I'm calling shenanigans here, bro. <sighs> mm. I well, think we uh, need to contact is, YouTube and get this video removed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just here to tell you that I mm. went by that header. But if you say that is not a Jake. All right. Now, Robert says, surely correct. A young male does yelp. Bryce? I've never heard a yelping Jake. Maybe we should contact Yelp. <laughs> and leave For a, a review. Yes. A yelp. We need a Yelp review. I tell you, Let's Jay, go do the videotape. Jamie says, Bryce has been shooting the wrong sexed bird all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Hey, I thought you did a good job there, though, Bryce. You for did. Your first you did very time. well. That was really good. Thank you. Well. Very impressive. All right. Let's uh, take a break. As we do, Shirley, let's make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. What are we grabbing out of the booty bag today? Uh, I don't know because I don't have the booty oh, bag the sheet here. Is killing hold on. Me. Hold uh, on. I had it. We're going to tease you for a second, folks. Uh, how about a pair of tickets to a down east wood butt? Wood butt. Ladies and gentlemen, butt. I'd like to buy a vowel. A pair of tickets Pinocchio to... Pinocchio had a wood butt. Uh, <laughs> a pair of tickets to a down east wood ducks baseball game. All right. Historic Granger Stadium. You can go check out the Woodies on us, 317-1250. What color are we looking for? I'm going to go with, uh, let's go color 10 today. Color 10, 317-1250. More with Bryce Williams when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture? How about erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Preston Morgan of Robertsonville. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Baseball is back in Kinston, and you can get your single-game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Go Woodies. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Hi, back with Bryce Williams here on a Tuesday. More questions coming in for Bryce. Robert's got a good one. Did you get to keep your helmets from any teams you were on? Nope, didn't get to keep any of them, um, unfortunately. I think I've asked you this. Do you have any swag from your team still in your closet? Um, I've got, yeah, I've got um, pretty much all the teams I was with except for... Yet again, the Carolina Panthers said, yeah, I had to leave everything in my locker. I'm like, worst organization I in the league. You, they ain't worth a flying turd. <laughs> All right. Sorry, uh, Chandler. Hey, look, facts are facts. Yep. Jamie's got a good question. Did you see any Patriots deflating footballs at New England? Did they ask you to do that while you were there? You know, there was this one time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, no, it was all uh, full, full air there. All right, full, full air, full air, and the ball. Mm. Robert says, "Explain the speed." So it's two, two things here. Explain the speed and the schemes comparatively from college to NFL. Let's start with speed, Bryce. How much uh, faster was it? Oh, like, the okay. As speed as in the well, players. I'm thinking like speed of the game, but more, but the players make that right. So. Um. You kind of, the speed of the game, I don't feel was any different. You know, I guess you just kind of are in it, so you go with it. But I mean, I definitely the receivers. I mean, were without a doubt. I mean, you saw that's that's where it you know differentiates from college to NFL. I mean, the the routes. And, I mean, it's unreal. The receivers, DBs, but like I said, the receivers to me stood out the most. Um, and guys, who, yeah, I who, loved watching them. Who covered you predominantly in college? Was it uh, linebackers or like nickel? Yeah, it was yeah, like nickel guys, yeah. uh, linebackers and safeties and stuff. And so. then you go to the league and everybody can pretty much yeah, hang pre- with you. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Yeah, pretty much everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, watching the guys run around, I mean, all of them. You know, Chris Hogan stands out to me. Yeah. That was, it's, it's just a whole different world. And of course, ball placement by the quarterbacks is you're it's almost like you're never not covered pretty you know pretty much for the most part how about scheme wise how different was that uh, from college of course the play calls are you know were totally different from you know what i was used to uh the plays are longer cadences are different um that yeah it's it's you know, the run game uh i mean the run game was the biggest thing i had to learn try to learn because yeah, i got to pay attention to mike calls in college, I didn't really. I mean, I know they were there, mic calls, but it was the run game was the biggest thing for me to try to understand. But the run games are way more um, intrinsic, intrinsic, not intrinsic. Um, I guess complicated to, to, to you know come into the to come into my mind. That's not what I want to use, but um, just a lot of different you know, your gap, your zone, your man uh, runs. It, you know, it's 
it's it's a it's a it's a lot you know, yeah especially in the run game uh robert asking a hunting question bryce do you deer hunt too where you been robert he said if so do you run dogs uh i don't have my deer i don't have any deer dogs um i've been one time and i was like five years ago but i do deer hunt yeah but predominantly in the stands right. i think we're caught up on the q a if you want to drop one in for bryce you can do so uh we need to get to pirate radio outdoors let's see if chan man can fire up that music for us and we'll find out what's been going on with bryce williams this week come on chandler we believe in you oh yeah uh, he found it boy. all right bryce what do we got i'm it's i'm kind of a broken man um <laughs> I don't know. it's been a long turkey season um as Shirley, I saw Shirley at the Plank Road on this past Wednesday. I heard, I heard. And uh, unfortunately, there have been no turkey tears yet. Mm. Um, just a lot of like teasing as far as everywhere I'm driving around, I see Tom's, you know, you know, strutting birds. And I'm like, man, that just would be great. For some reason, I drive myself crazy to glass a field that I don't, I know I don't even have permission to hunt or know even who owns it. Um, so that's you know frustrating. Everybody I know seems to have been killing birds. Mm. Um, everywhere I go, or I've been like one property we had permission to hunt on, and there was a bird on there. Um, now they've decided. Now it's getting logged in the middle of turkey season, so not able to do hunting that area where it was. Um, I was hopeful. I actually went this morning to that place because the farm's pretty big, and. But he said, oh, I saw him out there yesterday morning. Well, I drove out there yesterday night. He was in the same area. My buddy explained to me where he saw him. So I was like, all right, cool. I go there this morning. And he's 300-plus yards back into the woods. I'm like, I'm not. And he, he hushed up on me. So I made some calls to him to let him know, hey, there's a hen over here. Um, but he hushed up after three gobbles. And so a hen must have been with him or whatever. Mm. Um and yeah it's either i i because i'm trying to get my father-in-law one and he's taking some shots uh, i think i explained to you before so um it hasn't really like i've been up quite yet i guess you could say but uh when it's just me they seem to just not want to show their face so. well, jackson says bryce how many gobblers this year would that answer unfortunately be goose egg I mean, we got till Saturday, so right. um, I mean, I've, I've got some uh, places to go and some things lined up. Hopefully, a few times before this before the season ends. But I mean, I'm getting to where I'm on Instagram, and you know, of course, hunting stuff pops up and turkey hunting pops up, and I just scroll right past it. So I I, I can't do this to myself, you know. Hmm. My emotions, my feelings matter more than what I see on Instagram. <laughs> If that made any sense, I don't know. Oh. But it's tough. It's tough seeing all these people killing turkeys. Yeah, and videos of people killing turkeys, and I'm sitting here like, I ain't had a shot yet. So mm. it's hard. It's hard on a man. It'll break a man. Wildlife will break a man. Wildlife will break a man. Yeah. Here's a uh, Pirate Radio Outdoors ish question from Eric Bryce. What's your take on people wearing camouflage when not hunting? <laughs> There's those that think it's sexy, but I just can't see it. Um, nice joke there, Eric. Oh, no, I just can't. Oh, I get it. it. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, no, I haven't worn camo out in public in a long time. Last time I did, I was at Christie's Euro Pub with a camo sweat, camo shirt, jorts, a blaze orange hat, and I think I wore boots. And it was actually with me. And we'll just say I got some luck. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But that, I don't typically wear camo uh, out and about any, you know, anymore. So, right. you know, I'm not against it. You know, yeah. by all means, you're, they're, I just always look at it as, hey, they're ready to go. If, if, if S hits the fan, they're ready to go and hide. All right, here's a reference. Jamie says, Bryce is like Tiny Tim with no turkey on Christmas Day. It's getting to be that point. Mm. And I may wither away like Tiny Tim. Does Tiny Tim die? I don't know. Does Tiny Tim die? Anyone? Shirley says no. Chandler says yes. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> we have differing opinions on whether or not Tiny Tim died or not. <laughs> Let us know, folks, if Tiny Tim is still with Because if he us. did, that's that, Bill. I'll be leaning that way if I don't get a turkey. But if he didn't. You too can survive I this can turkey survive season. Turkey season. Yeah. That's right. All right, that all, Bryce? Yeah, just into the turkey, uh, turkey woods. My turkey gun. I was able to before the start of the season and the end of the season. I was able to uh, make me old turkey gun out of a Rooms 870. I mean, I've got Cerakoted, new stock for it. I mean, she's so I do have a new turkey gun, and you know maybe it's just waiting for me to. Use that and you know show it off in the pictures with the new turkey guy. You know who knows. We'll uh, take a break. Come back. Get ready to wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thank you all for the questions. You made it uh, entertaining there. Yeah, I do appreciate. And Bryce, thank you for your candid answers as well. Uh, Of course. We'll take a time out. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your uh, stock market report. Uh, The Dow was down 367 points and closed at 33,684. The NASDAQ was down 132 points at 12,080, and the S&P was down 48 points at 4,119. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, getting ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. One more look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Game two between the Heat and the Knicks tonight and their Eastern Conference semi begins at 7.30 on TNT. Game one of Warriors-Lakers is 10 o'clock tonight on TNT. So uh, that should be a lot of fun coming up late night tonight. Panthers and Maple Leafs game one tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The winner of that series faces the winner of Hurricanes Devils, which will get underway on Wednesday night. Also tonight, Kraken at the Stars. You ever heard of the Seattle Kraken, Bryce? Second year in the NHL. And they uh, made the playoffs and advanced this year. So 
good for them hurricanes will be playing coming up on wednesday night that's going on in the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck great place to watch a game on a uh, biggest tv you biggest screen around in greenville and as chandler honeycutt can relate to a great place to catch some live music yes absolutely i went there this past weekend jake sutton was on the stage absolutely burning up the buccaneer music hall uh it was a good time so go out there and enjoy it for yourself they'll have actually tonight uh they'll have karaoke with no other than dj captain morgan so go out there and show off your talent all right dj captain morgan uh tonight at da buck all right preston by the way says the word that you might have been looking for a moment ago was intricate intricate yeah what did i say i don't know what you said that's an I word. It wasn't intricate. Thank you, Preston. <laughs> All right, there you go. Let's uh, wrap it up for the day. Bryce, enjoyed it, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming Thank by. As well. Big show on Wednesday. We'll talk to ECU head women's basketball coach Kim McNeil. Ken Wadlington and Patrick Mason will join us to get you ready for East Carolina, North Carolina. We'll talk some playoff hockey with our resident Kaniac Brooks Hill and former Pirate Warren Saba, who currently plays for the Michigan Panthers and the USFL. So all that and more on the way on Wednesday's show. We'll talk to you then. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Big Bryce Williams, I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.